Hey, Miss Girl. Hey, sweetie. Hey, sweetie. <laughs> it's been, it's honestly been such a long time. Mm, yeah, it's funny. Mm. Uh, the universe hates you. Why? Why me? When I had COVID, you said, ah, I miss you again. And you know what? I said, I was telling someone at work, oh, I have COVID. They said again. <laughs> I said, what do you mean again? I'm like, I thought I had COVID that time. They're like, I, I was, I, I've never been offended. I've never been more. Again. The people that are the worst are the, the people that work because I remember when I had to tell work that I'm sick again. And one of the managers was like, oh, I'm so sorry you have COVID for the upteenth time. <gasps> That's rude. Oh, gee. I said that's giving me a little passive. That's giving me a little shade. That's rude, and you know damn well, rude. You know, <laughs> you know damn well you ain't had to say that. You could have just said get well soon or just like my message. Be like, but to go so far, I say again. again, and it's only like the second. I mean, I have had a few scares. Don't get me wrong, I've had a few scares. Um, I know after Wizkid, I thought. And there was even a tweet about whiskey flu. Like, yeah, I remember they were calling it the whiskey flu, and people were like, "Hey, you guys stop calling it the whiskey flu. It's Corona." Because everyone's just like, "Guys, I don't feel okay after whiskey." But there actually are some people who called COVID from whiskey, and then some people just had that weird flu. Now I think that time was a new strain that wasn't being picked up by lateral flow because people were doing PCRs; they're doing lateral flow, so obviously things were coming up as just negative. And even the delay between the day you do it and like the day, like the day you do the PCR and like when you get the results back, it's just been so long. You're probably fine by the time. Yeah, fine, I remember um, Gato's birthday thing, not her actual birthday, but the birthday thing was the weekend and Wizkid was like, let's say Monday. Um, so I was, after that, I was sick, sick, sick. I don't remember what day it was exactly, but I was sick, sick, sick. And then like after some time, I'm like, could it be COVID? <clears throat> I mean, I feel weird. So I took a test. The lateral flow was like very faint, um, but positive, positive faint. And I'm like, so I told Gatsu, and then she's like, no, just come, um, just keep taking tests, keep taking tests, keep taking tests. It never was properly like, like now, now I know what a positive test looks like. Now I know what a positive back then. That, <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was a positive test. <laughs> it was, but no, but now you, because this time, you know when it's the solid red, just. <laughs> like, I remember looking, I was actually so shocked because I'd, I'd never seen a line that red. Never. Like, you know, when you just, you're used to taking them, taking them, taking them. Yeah. That line was like, hey, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mrs. Ma'am. Hello. Hello. You, you, um, you got God. You got God. That's Judy. So yeah, I mean, we have loads. We genuinely have loads to talk about. So much. I mean, I don't, I don't even the, use asking how. We're child, here. <laughs> we are live. We do. Wrap, wrap it up, there. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, then. We are alive. We are here. We are. We're, we're both healthy enough to do the podcast. So that should tell you most of what you need to know. And that's how that that's how we've been. We're here. I mean, we're living through global warming times, but you know. 
burning. <laughs> this girl is on fire. Mama Earth. <laughs> like, uh-uh. She she not happy. There's literally bushfires. Somebody on my on my on my Instagram um posted they went to the Tesco and they wanted to get a drink. The Tesco fridges are empty. They put aside, sorry, due to the weather, our cooling system has stopped working. We can't store our, our cold goods. Cold goods, as in like not just um not the sandwiches, not the drinks, not the ice, not the butter, not the milk, not the, they empty that all out because obviously things are gonna go. Then where do wait, where do you keep it? Maybe it had to in the freezer truck, maybe. Uh, maybe in the back. But if it's in the freezer truck, obviously, naturally, I mean, you're not going to just get a cold drink. They don't got that for me. <laughs> but guys, oh, guys, you're telling me you can't, you don't have a, you don't have a nothing. For, I can cool it in my own home. Like, I'm not buying it because, I mean, obviously, I imagine if you're buying, getting off there, you want also long want because it it's cold. But hey, boo, there's nothing for me to take home, nyan. Nothing. And it's crazy because I saw a meme, the music blogger tweet, how this country is not prepared for anything. Rain. <laughs> she said when it, no, she said wind. The O2 basically offed its pants. It did. I that, know. Rain. That 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 is it. Huh? <laughs> Just offed her pants. Off the her. rain. No one is driving safe. The the trains are not working. Now heat, there's bushfires. And even opposite, one? if it's cold, the country is not moving. That is standstill. So what what, what, what are we what what are we prepared for? What are we prepared for? What Nothing. like what situation can we just sit and say no? We're good, guys. We're good. We Nothing. can we can handle it. Too hot, too cold. Remember the time yeah. it also snowed bare. I don't remember which year it was. I don't know if it was 2019 to 2020 winter. And you couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Same thing. So it's like snow. Oh yeah, rain, I remember. Rain, I, didn't have, I didn't have uni that week. Good times. <laughs> I didn't have because the lectures, lectures can come in. No one can go anywhere. I mean, we could. We hypothetically, students, we still could, but we didn't want to. So if the lecturer, I know. Oh, the trains. Whole time, you know, you walk, you live walking distance, but you're not gonna I've, walk. I have seen, and it's like I have seen you walk. No. <laughs> Bus. Oh no, the buses are not working. The buses you know, are running. You know you go ten toes just to uni. You know. Like, you, you don't even have a bus pass. That's just how bad your situation is because you never needed one. You don't need one. But I, I don't know what this country is, is, is built to handle. At this point, it's a mystery. I've been thinking to myself about this heat. This has got to be preparation for when some people go to the hot place. But you ain't hear that from me. Haven't you seen there's a whole um string of TikTok? So everyone is talking about they want to make a right with the Lord now because <laughs> if this is nothing like what it is down there, you cannot afford to go down there. You can't. He you won't even have a fan, your little bad beat mini fan. You won't get you won't have that. You won't have the AC, you won't have this. You know, he knows my heart. He knows my heart. <laughs> me before doing some fuck shit. And that's what's so funny. Any person who's ever said that, it's always before they do some really fucked up shit or just after. Oh, but he knows my heart. They're about Uh, to kill some lady husband. He knows my heart. He knows my heart is in the right place. (laughs) Just like Portia, after after what happened, I was not going to say what happened. After what happened. happened. She said, I think she posted YOLO, love wins. I'm like, 
you have the markings. You have the markings of a hoe. You have the the behaviors, the tendencies of a hoe. And you're here telling us love wins. Can't make this shit up. But um, I'm gonna use that as a quick segue because actually I tweeted earlier and said Dorit, I ain't said hi to people. Wait, I'm a man. Don't worry, guys. We're just too excited because we have not done this in weeks. Literally. Um, I just wanted to say hello to the peoples. But um, just wanted to say hello to the peoples. Um, welcome to episode. I think this is thirty-two. Three. 32 or 33 i need to check that in a second um and welcome to welcome back to oh, 32 you're right 32 for once i'm usually wrong with this i'm not <laughs> I'm, more often than not if you have listened to enough episodes you will find that and is always right and i'm just like i'm always one of one or two maybe yeah, something like one or two it's usually one it's either one above or one below if i'm having a bad week maybe two off <laughs> i'm usually i'm usually off with the numbers um but you know that's just like i'd like to say that's how math works uh, <laughs> welcome welcome i'm with my ever fabulous ever glowing ever stunning co-host hi guys i'm nessie miss nessu m <laughs> you know the vibes. i feel like you need a you needed a huh a fly above i actually missed this like today in fact even yesterday i was actually like oh, i can't wait to record again i can't wait i could tell that the excitement <laughs> was just Marcy. No one is sick. I don't have COVID. You don't have COVID. No one, we aren't down bad. Like some weeks have been like, yo. I think you know, like how like the seasonal depression, like, like once it's once it's gone, like I genuinely feel like it's gone. Like I like I don't want to listen to sad music. Like, although I am quite emotional, I think because of cancer scene, I am quite emotional, but I'm not sad. Like I'm just yeah. like. I'm like, there's a pep in my step. There's a pep in your step. You know, you're like, like the birds are chirping, the sun is shining. If I was one of those people, I would be smiling as I walk, but I'm not. No. But if I was one of those people, I would be, good morning to you, Teresa. Chip, pip, 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 cheerio. You know how everyone's been saying, um, everyone's um, conversation starting that you, oh, it's a hot one today, isn't it? I'm, oh yes. I can't lie, it's giving me so many conversations such as how are you coping with the heat? Like with, oh, I hope you're not melting over there. <laughs> like, um, stay cool, stay cool. And when you say bye now, you have to say stay cool. Stay hydrated. Oh guys, uh, it's just so fun. Uh, like I mean, I don't know if fun is the word, but like it just gives you it gives you something to talk about. Something different. It I mean, you know what's so crazy? It gives you like Remember in the first, 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 first lockdown when Miss Coco V was rife and everyone was signing off with stay safe. How are you guys doing? I wasn't working at the time. Oh, yeah, you were. You know that time, like the first three months, especially the rest of March, because it started midway through March. The rest of March, April, and May, everyone was filled with stay safe. Everyone was such nice, was so nice. So kind. (laughs) Everyone thought that, you know, the end was here. Hey, and it it genuinely felt like the end times were here. It did. You went out, you went out, and Canterbury is not a very, like, lively place, not London, but you went outside crickets. But you at least, you see, at least you know that Canterbury is like that. Imagine being in London and you're seeing that. 
as in when you walk out i remember this one time i really i had no choice i really had to go and buy um toiletries and all the um asda and the tesco delivery slots were like for two days later and that was the time they were yeah, like girls were two days oh because mine were two days and then they were prioritizing all the slots for people over 60 so i was like okay well i have to go obviously double mask up i get my gloves you know when you're still everyone is deep in a surgical glove bag and then i walk outside and i'm like nothing not a car not even a cat when I saw someone down there, you know, when you literally like make eye contact, people were still crossing roads to avoid each other so that you don't breathe. And it, and wasn't, a, it wasn't a black thing at the time. Like, no, it was, it was, it was, it was you on some other shit. Everybody could get it. Everybody could get it. The whites were doing it to each other. Everyone was doing it to each other. Anybody could get it. It was fun because, not fun, yeah. but it was just weird. Like, if you go out and you saw someone, you'd be like, oh, okay, this oh, is people are alive. And don't forget that time they were giving us those rumors about the soldier army types will be on road if you guys leave your yards. It, it was a whole experience. But I remember fun. that whole period. The army has been called into London to regulate. And there was a time police were actually on road. I will not forget this one time. Hey. One of my friends was doing something they shouldn't have been doing. And they, do, they were delivering stuff to people. Uh, they were delivering a certain type of, yes, product. And this one time they were delivering it, you know, near my area. So they come near my area. They're like, oh, I'm in your end. I'm like, oh, for, especially if you know this person less. It's like, what the hell are you doing here? Then they explain. I was like, oh, okay. This specific day they came, I remember walking out my yard. GGG, the police van that's patrolling comes like this. Thank goodness. I was in my robe. Usually, you'd be like, oh, why? That would have been terrible if I'm in my robe. Because I was in my robe, they literally just assumed that someone's coming from work, maybe. And they just looked like this. And I said, oh, you're right. Have a lovely evening. If you saw the fear in my friend's eyes, like, ah, one, what am I doing outside my house? It's a lockdown. And it's, it's peak COVID. It's not like the second lockdown, the tier one, tier two, tier three we had in December. It's peak lockdown. Wow. I'm not a I'm not the a jail, worker. The jail sounds good thing, good thing, good thing. I'm not I'm not in my yard. I'm not an essential worker. I have things on me that I should not have on me. I'm done for. Thank goodness they saw me in my robe and then I opened the thing and then they were like, okay, you're right. I love Otherwise. Yeah, during that time. The conversation started was so funny. Like, you guys okay? Um, oh, how is it looking in you guys' local stores? We don't have any loo roll announce, we don't have any pasta, we don't have that was literally the topic of conversation. That's what it's giving me now. Everyone's like, ah, oh, how's the fan working? Oh, do you guys also have the blinds closed? Have you guys tried the foil tick trick that we saw on TikTok? Foil. Yeah, there was this one trick that people are doing on TikTok. Will probably spray water or something on the foil and then you cover the window and then i think it's supposed to put the heat out but some people's windows apparently been cracking because it's glass other people are like it works other people are like it doesn't work but some people are trying the so-called foil trick on like the cinnamon challenges <laughs> what a time child what a time but you know what let's not waste any time thank you and let's get into what we need to uh where do you want to start? You might as well finish off Lagos because we should have been done. And everyone's been been done. Because the, the, the second part of the reunion was like two weeks ago. So we're behind. 
No, it was Friday. It was this past Friday, no? No, oh, was no, it was the other Friday. Two weeks ago. Ciao. Ciao. Do I even know where my thoughts on that are? <laughs> Ah, so essentially we're doing both part one and two because we didn't even talk. We're just doing the reunion because, yeah, we didn't talk about it. Don't you digging? Yeah, so we didn't do either um, part of the reunion, so we might as well just all wrap it up with a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to start? I guess I think... Um, my two main takeaways anyway, pardon me, from this reunion, actually three. Number one, I was a bit, not a bit, I was quite disappointed in the choice of host. I don't know why Uti never crossed my mind. And then when I saw it was Uti, I was actually like, why? And then the Uti, the, the, the guy who hosted. Hi. Yeah. So he used to be, he was on Big Brother Nigeria years ago, like when we were literally like in primary school. And then I think ever since then he got into like presenting and that's that's his, his bag. That's his claim to fame. But regardless, I just felt like even in some of the uh, the ways he was asking certain questions or saying certain things, it was very clear that they gave you a set of questions and you're asking. You're not a watcher of the show. Whereas Andy, for example, and it's so difficult. Andrew. Andrew's our benchmark. And it makes it very difficult because as much as Andrew's biased and sucks in some aspects, at the end of the day, Andrew's a blueprint. And so he's the originator. No stone unturned, sorry. Unturned. And I feel like even if for argument's sake, let's say Andrew didn't watch weekly along with us, which obviously is not the case because he has to do watch what happens live. But like, let's just say he didn't. By the time the reunion comes, he's clearly caught up on all the episodes to the point where when he's asking questions, it's not just the question that's on the paper. He can ask the question that's on the paper. Let's just say production wrote this question and someone will answer and he'll still be like, but when this, this, this. Yes, he's like, no, but when the show was airing, you tweeted that so and so this or you said in a confessional this, this, this. Exactly. Like actually going deep. He doesn't just let you say yeah, that's what I meant. No, okay, but that's not what you, but you never said, so why yeah, did you, you say that? You, you said them. this, which. But, you, and then he'll, he'll be like, oh, but you see where Anes is coming from when she said what she said, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Or you flip, it, and then, um, and he'll come back, there are follow-up questions. It will be, but do you then see why people would say you're a flip-flopper? Because exactly. in the confessional, you said this. To us, you're now saying this. You in tweeted Twitter, something else. Like, We've got you on candid camera, mamas. We got you. So I think as I was watching, I was just like, this is a poor choice. Um, and I don't want to charge it down to the franchise or where it's located with this time that I just think it was a poor choice of, of um, because I did see tweets, like if you search the hashtag, people unfortunately were cussing words from like, oh, typical, Obviously, they weren't gonna. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I, I don't think, think that's fair. I think maybe it's. Um, and I don't want to seem. I hope this doesn't come across problematic. Okay. I feel like what are the chances that a straight man is actually gonna pay attention to detail when watching a reality show such as Housewives? That's how I felt. Um, we have Andrew, even with Selling Sunset, where we had my man, that was a waste. Still, he. Was still terrible, terrible, but he was not as bad as Uti. 
it's just that he was by like his his problem was his bias was clearly not not even bias he just was not fucking with the christine and um exactly chelsea situation so, so he was very he held, like biased. he held her feet to the fire but it's like everyone honestly, else everyone, just on everyone on that cast is mad exactly everyone is actually mad <laughs> but the people that you want to hold to the fire are just christine and then chelsea by association who chelsea actually do show signs of madness Maybe sometimes we'd be like, mm, not too much, but like she wasn't actually mad. The people, like she, the was, the people- she was, she, she kept it all the way 100. And I don't think she was someone who you could say said one thing in the confessionals. And, and did it like, it like her confessionals backed, always backed always. up. There was and no maybe- dropping. I think the, the worst thing she probably would have done is maybe in some cases, not too much on defending Christine because you don't know, you don't have all the information, but and it still it wasn't like that's my mama and I ride for her. Like in some no, cases, she was still like about her. Exactly. She was still like, mm. in some cases, she was she still like, even I can't out and be like, okay, if this is why I make like, why would you say that? What I liked about her was that she could say, I either this happened at a, before I came, I wasn't there, I can't comment. Or she'd just be like, mm, I only have Christine's story and your story to go for it. I, I wasn't there, so I wasn't there. I liked either. that. But yeah, but back to like the, the, the main issue is that as bad as he was, I forgot his name, I'm sorry. But no, the one who just sent it? Tan. Camp, yeah. Uh, Tan, sorry. As much as Tan was bad, I just feel like he was even still better than Uti. So that was annoying to me. Another takeaway for me, um, I really am interested to see what happens in season two because I just can't see how this cast is going to come back. To- These people hate each other's guts. Like, bar maybe one or two people, they hate each other. <laughs> and the people who don't hate each other, it's like, why would they come back? Like, I don't see why. Like, imagine they keep all the people who don't hate each other. So they keep Iabo. Like, it's the boring people, the people who are yeah. are the people who hate most of the cast. Like, Literally, Iabo and Laura, and maybe Mariam is not boring, but like, Obviously, she will always, I feel I've always been a good asset to the show. But in terms of Choma, Carolina, and Tiana, how? And Laura, how? we can even add Laura herself. Even, you know, Laura, especially by the end of this reunion, I don't actually think she hates anyone anymore. I think she might be more so confused by Tiana in terms of... I was, we're gonna get to her. We're gonna get into her. We got time for her, but like I think Lawrence might be more confused by by Tiana because I think everyone then came to light that clearly Tiana was in a lot of people's ears behind the scene. So I think maybe if anything, Laura will question her situation. But obviously, given now what's what will then happen or what happened with Carolina and then Shoma, and then she was claiming that Shoma said something. Shoma said I didn't come to. Like I just don't think she hates anyone. But I also don't feel like there's a place for her because the last episode, I would have felt like Laura's place on the show is as long as she and Tiana are good. I think Iyabo is a little bit indifferent towards her. Like if Laura's here or not, she doesn't care. Chioma and Carolina don't care for her. Mariam as well might be indifferent, but also it's just like you also annoyed me when you came to my house. And so really and truly, as long as Laura's not friends with Tiana or if no. Tiana's not on the show, I just don't see how she'd be a fit for the show. I don't see what she's gonna sell throughout that entire season because no one's gonna mess with her. True. Um, I mean, it's sad. It's sad to see that, yeah. that from where the season started to where we are now. It's sad, but I mean, in the beginning, you could kind of see that her in into the group was Tiana, yeah. and Tiana was more outgoing. Tiana was more. You know, she was more that girl. Yeah, she was that girl, but she was that girl. So yeah. it made more sense 
for her to be you know as a, brought on as a result of her but now that they could potentially be on the rocks yeah i see what you mean there's no yeah. there's not really a spot on the cast for her but the way like to get back to the whole dynamic as a group just the way these women just dislike each other i think it's scary because how do you how do you have a season two after that like how i Unless it's like a majority new cast and i also feel like that it's too scary. early, like it's too early to have a housewife or cast shakeup. Like, you need to where come. have you heard that I have a cast shakeup in season two? You have, to, you have. Honestly, it's only around season three, and even then, season three, you're even adding. You're not, you're not, you're not removing, not removing. Or maybe if you move someone, it would be like one person, but like I'm not a whole not like this. Shakeup. So yeah, I, I hope Showmax is ready to dig into very deep. <laughs> And have these women all come back because they all bring. Like I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and say they don't bring anything. Oh, they something. all bring something. Maybe some people could be warned that girl, if you don't start some shit, yeah, season three for yeah, you. If you don't wake up because like people like Yabo, maybe Mayam as well. You can't be neutral and kumbayas forever. You can't. Um, you can't. You can't coast on thingy. Yeah, but especially. I feel Yabo. like, I feel like, someone like people like them maybe i feel like that's how you'd come off if you genuinely if you were genuine about your experience and you weren't just starting beef for the yeah, sake of that you just like yeah. your thing. you don't do anything to anybody you don't just, but it's like i'm not that girl who's gonna, girl who's gonna but gonna also then it's like reality tv is not for you because you have to do crazy stuff and disinvite people and say oh, yeah. I'm going. like you have to do some you, you need some level of stance in order to solidify why you deserve why you, to be on yep a reality TV show. Um, but yeah. to I had to- one. La- I had. Oh, sorry. I had one last takeaway. I think. For- I'm going back to the presenter comment. I didn't respond to you. For oh, a- sorry. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> I know y'all might hate me, but I wish. I really see like that as like an opportunity for someone like Bonang or someone like in that in that. I thought that's who was gonna present it because I know if you saw Shomax had the. The thing where they showed the premiere that was in Joburg, that yeah. Renang was doing the red carpet or whatever carpet. So you thought that it meant? So I was like, this makes sense because I I don't know how, if other people don't know, but the rest of us in the South, we know that Renang is that girl and she was not going to leave any stone unturned. She was going to do her homework. She was going to do her research. Watch. She was not going to be look like She wouldn't look like she doesn't watch. I think a Renang or Tokyo, I mean, I don't know about Tokyo skills, but definitely someone with a bit of personality to them like Uti you could see didn't want to rock the boat just wanted to ask his questions do his job and clock out at, five, at not, not even five o'clock at 4 55 like he wanted to be in traffic by five so um I didn't really enjoy that and it made it made it made it not the best like best experience I think it made you, you rely on what the women were saying more which yeah. i feel like a reunion isn't just that a reunion is the full experience the like the full even and even andrew has to be on form andrew ha- exactly for, for a reunion to go well but like the questions have to be in eh, everybody has to be on like everyone has to do their part if you ask me my best reunion i'll probably tell you something book one where everybody was just playing their role well so i think sorry that the aquafina reunion the other day I saw a couple of clips and I was like, even the husbands were on form that night. That is up there. Um, the thing is, I feel like only Atlanta and Potomac do reunion, reunions well. Beverly Hills, nothing's ever really happened at the Beverly Hills reunion. That's like 
and I can tell that's gonna happen. Like I was watching some, like I can't see anyone shaking any tables at the reunion. Even Garcelle, not even Garcelle, because Garcelle's just not there, girl. Yeah. But that's for another thingy. Um, yeah, but to, yeah, we can now. I think you had a last point, or you were gonna jump into that the actual. Oh yeah, um, no, my last takeaway was honestly, I think now more than ever, because um, I think anyone who listens to his podcast would have definitely heard Leo mention so many times that um. This is why they don't like the fact that I forgot what what um franchise that you would have been referring to, but when things that happen off camera are discussed on the show, it just doesn't make sense. And I feel like we had far too much of that in this reunion, such that and somebody else actually tweeted this as well. Yeah, I forgot which franchise you're referring to, but like, yeah, the fact that so many things that happen off camera were discussed on the show, I mean at the reunion, leaves all of us in a position where naturally we have nothing but our own preconceived notions and biases to gauge who's lying and who's not because there were so many times i went back and forth with who seems like they're lying who seems like they're not but in my head i'm like but judging from the season i can't see how it could be tiana but at the same time all roads are leading to tiana's tiana's meddling at the same time between Chum and caroline when they're both doing why are you lying why are you lying why are you lying hey you are a liar Hey, it's as if lying is in your blood. Like, I actually can't even tell you who is lying because on one hand, I'm like, I'm sorry, Kailina. Like, as much as let's say people just don't like you, it can't possibly be with every single person they're lying and it's just you that's not lying. Shoma as well, you seem like you might embellish the truth to work in your favor so you don't seem like the villain. I genuinely have nothing but my own biases to help me now decipher who's lying and who's not. We've, we were talking about how, um, I think you said the producers that are helping Atlanta now are the ones that normally do Potomac, right? Cool. We're used to seeing Potomac and obviously now in Atlanta where certain things will happen on the show and they will roll the clip of what happened while maybe they were filming, but then that's maybe the scene that didn't make the cut, like the final editor's cut. But at least as we're watching, we've seen a small excerpt to see that, okay, this is what happened. This is this is what they're referring to that was said by Sanya or Juro, Kenya or Marlo, whatever. In this case, there's nothing. I don't know if this production team clocks out at night and says, okay, we'll pick it up tomorrow. And then the rest of the stuff happens on the trip while no one is there to capture it. Um, there isn't even anyone that can, you know how even with, um, what's this? In fact, all the other um, Bravo and Peacock franchises, if something that happened maybe online or Twitter or Instagram, somebody will bring a little screenshot, a little something production will show us on the screen. The same way they did with the WhatsApp conversations during the show, you would expect that when things are being mentioned that this was said on Instagram, this was said on Twitter, or there was a space with this, you would expect that it's gonna be there because how is it that we're going to YouTube videos and YouTube videos from people obviously who are really into reality TV and stuff like that in Nigeria are the ones spilling all the tea. Why is it that I have to do that to get extra information through TikToks and podcasts and YouTube videos? I just think it's a poor job on the production side. So now more than ever, I think this is what made this reunion fall super flat for me because at the end of the day, what does it mean if all of this is just going to be based on opinions? It's very different how many times when you spoke about, even all the times you see the clips from past um, uh, reunions and all like, yo, that even the Captain Crunch one that I'm talking about, like you have a point of reference. We can be like, this happened, this was said, they showed this thing, the receipts, it's there. With this one, 
it's everyone and their opinion. Literally anybody there could be a liar and none of us know because we haven't shown, they haven't shown any receipts. So can I even really truly dissect this union? Because I actually don't know. I get what you mean. Like all the stuff about the governor and um, Laura selling her book to said governor um, and what people were doing in the room with this was it for runs whatever was going on in that room i wasn't there the cameras were not there i cannot make an informed opinion i just have to go laura i like laura so i'm going to back laura or i like carolina i'm gonna back carolina um same with the fight where um i think iabo pushed chioma again i was not there i don't know who was fighting who but i just have to go off of oh chioma must have been being a good friend because that is the vibe the whole cast is giving the whole cast is giving but then at the end of the day these people could be lying and they could genuinely they could genuinely have it out for this babe but because you know she's not denying it there are some things that you know okay some have to be fact if no one is denying certain things but i don't know i just that's it doesn't make for fun viewing for me because it's like the whole point of um real housewives and reality tv and not even just real housewives is we all saw the same scene we all saw nini do this and we're now making our own independent um, assumptions and conclusions from that. And it's funny we because we can see that watch the exact same show and come to completely different conclusions. But, you know, that's just the beauty of reality TV. So if you take that out of the equation, it doesn't really land the same. Even if you bring in WhatsApps, you bring in YouTube, at the end of the day, it's still Carolina saying, oh, Chioma betrayed me in a way, blah, blah, blah. but it's not concrete cold hard footage of what these babes did to each other so uh, i don't know it's i've said it before i i sometimes feel like on a reality show we shouldn't be able to discuss things that didn't happen on camera because it's just not cute viewing for us but obviously if it's furthering the plot it furthers the plot but that's why um in early housewives they didn't allow these people to well not allow but they would ask them not to meet step out like if there's not a camera because it's like kind of what if what the last time you're on camera you guys were beefing and then next time you guys are now friends we missed that it's that yeah we missed that come back and it's just he said she said and there's literally no one to prove that we said what so the rest of the time we're just going to be going back and forth with each other with no resolution something we don't know about so i mean i get both but it's just uh yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of this season hinged upon by the end of it it hinged upon you know people blowing their lid and now finally talking about it and it's like you guys have let this whole season go on without ever discussing why um tiana and carolina aren't friends now all of a sudden you want to discuss it it's just like man if you don't get the fuck out like get the fuck get the fuck <laughs> get the fuck get the fuck <laughs> Um, get into like um the specifics of um the episode i feel like it's just been silly leaving um tiana and carolina's beef to go on so long without ever addressing it or without ever saying what the elephant in the room was like these people have been passive aggressive the whole time they've never hung out the two of them no one's ever really asked and said "Mm, guys can't be if i asked what is the issue between y'all why don't y'all hang out what happened because you guys they clearly say even during the season that you used to be friends, but now you're not. So clearly something happened, but you're not talking about it. And even Iabo would make reference to it. I think Laura did at some point. Yeah. No one would actually say it to oh, them. 
So clearly, I don't know if they've been told not to or they've been asked, oh, don't ask me about that girl. But it's annoying to see. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's silly to now see them go back and forth if during the season, yeah, I was on mute. It means either you're turning up for the reunion or you're fake. Like, it's just not... Oh, oh, because almost. how is it that you coasted the whole season with this not being addressed at all? And then now at the reunion, it's a problem. You have all this to say. How yeah. come no. when I'm around, you want to keep doing this, but when, when I'm I around, up, you don't want to post up. You don't want to post up when I come around. Um, but you know what? I, am, I do have some excitement for season two because you can clearly see that during the filming there was a lot of genuine laughs um you could see that they genuinely to some extent i don't know if they'll say they're friends outside of the show but to some extent they do like each other and even for tioma to switch sides the way she did clearly she likes the babes now to some extent they may not be friends now <laughs> even those that have been stressed have never been stressed like me those last few episodes of lagos i've been i've been breathing Eight. I don't want to lie to you guys. Eatery. That was that was some good television. That was. Um. So do you want to get into like maybe let's do conclusions per person to make it easier. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Start. I think we can start off with Ma'am because there's not really much to say. Oh, good vibes, babe. Um. I think she handled herself really well, and I feel like for her entirety on the show, for me. She was really giving housewife. She came, she stuck to herself, she was true to herself. Even with her friend, Tiana, she would call her out if she wasn't happy. She wasn't going to sit here and just beg friend because you're my friend or just kiss your bum and tell you what you want to hear. If I'm not happy, I'm not happy. If I am, I am. You saw her try to and end up making genuine connections with some of the other women that she had just met um, when she spoke about, you know, the situation when she met her husband and her situation or experiences, her experiences with like dating and love prior to meeting him. So like she opened up um, she let these people into her home and all that stuff. So I think we definitely saw a lot of her. Um, I also like that at the reunion, she just came straight straight up, addressed what she saw or what she heard in the streets that Caroline said post-filming. She addressed it that she didn't like it. She gave Carolina her things back. She didn't like the fact that she was basically being, or it was basically being implied that, oh, she doesn't want to go to Mariam's house because why she bangs George. And she said, eh, okay, that's the case for you. Take your stuff. It's okay. Take your LV. Take it. This It's all right. I mean, I want it. It's fine. Um, even with Tiana, although Tiana ended up laughing off, but I'm happy still um, she didn't flinch when there was a small exchange and then they ended up laughing together. But she was like, no, like, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. I wasn't feeling it. It is what it is. So, yeah, I think Maya really, I think she has her own she did enough for it to not be like you're boring and you snooze fest. In my opinion, she was the life of the cast. And when Mariam came, I feel like the show picked up for the better. We needed the little extra pizzazz. Razzmatazz. Yeah, razzmatazz. Like we needed it um, to was true to herself. She, if she comes and she was going to speak in a year about whatever, like, so be it. That's her. That's me. Glamorous as ever. It was it was all it was all great. So I have nothing personally bad to say about her. I have no notes when it comes to Miss Mrs. Miriam Timmer. 
mm-hmm. um i want more for her in season two though um i think she's done enough she's done she's done like not even the bare minimum more than the bare minimum but she's done enough to justify another season but she's proper gonna have to start turning up on these girls and having beefs and not needing to be led into things like tiana does like like tiana yeah. does with laura yeah gonna kind of end up like laura where it's like mm, i can't really justify why you're still around it's just yeah. you are around um so i'm gonna need a little bit more from her but aside from that i love the girl that's my right old zai um Taco. <laughs> here you go <laughs> um <laughs> um what else i think yeah i think that's it about Mariam. yep on to next okay and then i'm also gonna just go with laura because i feel like she might have the or maybe yeah maybe laura actually iabo um where iabo is concerned it's quite tricky for me to say and i think it's been made clear that obviously there's a bit of an age difference. Like it's difficult to tell obviously the age ranges within the group. And then obviously Iyabo is the one who always gets called Auntie Yabo, Auntie Yabo, Auntie Yabo. So it shows that she is obviously older than Shoma and Carolina. The age thing though, or just how she behaves. I think it might be an age thing, but I don't think it's a drastic, like, oh, it's like Karen and Candace. Like, I don't think it's that kind of It's not like I see you like a mom. Yeah, it's not like I see you like a mom. If Chioma's um, well. How old is Choma? 30? I have no clue. I'm not going to hold you. Early 30s. Let's say early 30s. Yeah, let's say early 30s. She might be like 42 max. She cannot be older than 45. No. Because she had um, her daughter at 19. And her daughter was turning 21. Yes, yeah, 41. So she's 41. Yeah, so it could be like a... Big sis. Seven to ten year difference. Big sis vibes. But I mean, I think sometimes because of the big sis element... Um, it's difficult to say whether that's why sometimes it doesn't feel like like she gets on with everyone but as a standalone I can't say this was Iago's storyline like as an individual or that she's a or she's a or that she's a top tier housewife like if if you said that it's like based on what though on what like if if her showing up up asking yeah like how because she didn't really do anything like if they end up saying yeah, but she's been demoted to friend it's not something that any of us would question or flinch at about it. that's you were giving me friend vibes without being an official friend um so i would hope that next year she definitely picks her socks up as well because mm-hmm. it's also difficult to see which side she lies on in the first episode obviously we saw her and tiana cool but it's also like by episode two she was really enjoying being friends with Shoma and Caroline. And at the beginning, if you remember, we were obviously talking about how mm, she's giving a slight starstruck when it comes to Shoma with the whole accent thing, or maybe she's all glamorous or she's from London. This is that and the third. So we're not sure if that's if that's how the friendship started or that's what it was based on. But when you now, when all is said and done, by halfway through the season, it's almost like she was removing herself from, oh, that's the duo. But then it's still like, I'm really cool with them. Like, I don't think she's also made it clear where she lies. I'm not saying you have to pick a side. It's not always every reunion, there's that side versus this side. Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to, I can't actually pick out what Iabo's place on this cast actually is. Like, where where is she? She's kind of just 
there, which also brings me back to, I don't know if you noticed, even throughout the reunion, like there'll be times where she'd ask questions and she didn't really want to answer. And it was coming across as though she wants to obviously be on the fence. Like, I don't want to say this because this person might feel hinted about this. I don't want to say this. When all is said and done, the thing she spoke about most was her situation. And I obviously understand that when it comes to reunion, it's not for anyone to inherently for people to be answering questions when it's not you that's been asked. But when you have been asked and your response is just a laugh and you say, that's my response, it's a bit boring. It's like, why are you here? Like I hear it, people don't wanna necessarily ruffle feathers. It's not that you wanna come out on swinging, but if that's how you're gonna be, there's actually no point in you being here to the point where if they tell you don't come back next season, you actually can't come and cry because throughout the season, you kind of play this role where it's just like you're floating throughout the, the cast and now come reunion, you don't actually have much to give us. Such that even when I made notes, I have one note, which was obviously when she was discussing her situation with the whole fight. I mean, I think my main point was, I think Caroline was, it was the whole apology thing about how many times should I apologize? How many times should I apologize? And I think my note was obviously with Caroline, it was just kind of contradictory in the sense that you can't be in the scene saying, I didn't say that, I didn't say that, ah, ah, I didn't say that, what's the matter? Or no, it was genuine, it was genuine. Then every confessional that you were in, in those last two episodes, who do you think you are? Who are you that I must apologize many times? I'm not gonna apologize again, but you're saying to Chioma, ah, when did I say I'm not gonna apologize? Like guys, you're on camera. I don't know if it's because it's their first season that these people tend to forget, but it's like, we, we're watching you. And I'm actually, I think, when it's people's first time on Housewives, I genuinely think that they forget because Sonia has been doing the same thing on Real Housewives of Atlanta, oh, where she would do something and blatantly deny something. Like blatantly, swear to God, she didn't say that. And it's like, mamas, you know we're watching you. Like, you are the, the production is there like this. Like everyone is watching. You were caught in 4K. 4K. And you're like, I didn't say that. Like, huh? So I think that was my thing with um, Caroline. And I get where Yabo is coming from. Like, fine, you may have apologized, but I needed some time to process it because I was actually vexed. I was actually hurt. I'm not going to turn up when it's someone else's birthday. And we're in Dubai. We literally came and said and had a whole discussion about how we want this to be good vibes. We don't want any chaos. So I'm obviously not going to cause any wahala. However, in the same breath, I always feel like it's a fine line when you're in situations with people and find people may need time to process things, but I think maybe communicate that it's a little bit healthier because if you say to someone it's fine and someone can pick up on your behavior that it isn't fine, you can't then say to the person, no, but you should have known that I need time. You said it's fine. If she came and apologized and you said to Karina, it's fine. You can't say, no, the way you hurt my feelings and made me so angry, you can't have expected me to actually be fine with you already. Just say, okay, it's okay. You know, we can keep it civil. I'm not, feeling, I'm not feeling you right now. I'm not feeling right now, but I accept your apology. I just need time to process. Yeah. Caroline yeah. probably wouldn't have forced conversation because yeah, I was just saying, I don't think Caroline would have forced the conversation. She would have understood that, listen, she needs time. We've spoken it through. It's not beef, but she needs time. Let me also not force the thing. So I think that was the only thing I wanted or I would have, I wish the other did differently that you can't, you can't tell people something is fine. And then when they're acting like it's fine, you're shocked that they're acting like it's fine. Like you're saying, why is Carolina? Because I remember when the episode aired and they went to the Billionaires Club, I initially, and again, it's because production obviously didn't show us this. 
I was also wondering, I was like, why is Carolina acting like everything is fine if they just had this turn up yesterday? Like, that's a bit odd. Like, I know it's Toya's birthday and you don't want it to, but like, the least you could do is just be civil. Don't be overly friendly. Not knowing that clearly behind the scenes, she had apologized and her apology was accepted initially. But you see, that's another thing with all this behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. You know. Now there's even apologies giving outside of the scene and now had they, oh, she was being, she wasn't being genuine. It's like, I can't comment on that. But anyway, um, not to dredge up something I've already said. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, with Iabo, mm, she can come back, but mm, same with Miriam, same advice as I have with Miriam. You're going to, need to turn up, you're going to, need to do more. Yes, you have the personal, your personal storyline is fine, but I feel like there are some housewives who they're just so dramatic. I'm fine with them not having a personal storyline. If it just means that every time they hang around the other housewives, it's just absolute chaos per absolute carnage because that is genuinely what i'm watching for i'm not i'm not watching to see what's happening in your personal life there are some very few housewives that i'll be like mm, i care what's happening in personal life but, <laughs> like, like but that's good that's probably because like they have the wealth they have other things going yeah. for them. but i think on a cast like lagos you're just gonna have to turn up when you see the other women period period um carolina yeah. I think I want to start with Laura because I think Laura is less as well. Carolina Toyin and Choma, I think they might have the most. I think with Laura, if I had my way, she wouldn't come back next season and she'd just make appearances as maybe as a friend here or there. Um, not, not by any fault of her own. I just think, as we saw in, at the beginning of the Dubai trip, I just think that's basically what's going to continue. She's always going to be sulky. She admitted that she has an attention issue. Um, Especially, like I mentioned earlier, she and Twain don't actually make up or they're not besties. There isn't much of a place for Laura here in the sense that I think, or maybe, maybe in an, in an alternative world, if Chioma and Carolina obviously stay separated and obviously Chioma's now on this side, she's cool with Iabo. I don't know how Iabo obviously balance the Carolina Chioma thing. I think she will still wave the white flag and not pick a side. But um. I don't know if the fallout between Shoma and Karina will mean that Shoma will give Laura another chance. I don't know if it will mean Laura will give Shoma another chance. And I mean a genuine fair chance. Not that Marlo, Nini, I mean Marlo, Kenya mess because we have a common enemy or because Laura now feels vindicated or now Shoma because you now feel like, oh, she was right. Like it needs to genuinely be like clean slates. We're not doing this whole friend customer situation. And it's actually a first stop because throughout the entire season, they actually never let it go. As much as they claim to be over it, they never let it go. And it was giving obsessed on both sides with one another. They were so bothered about, ah, look at how Shoma's looking at me. This one is saying, ah, look at me. She just wants to be me. Like, okay, get over it. Get over yourselves. So if maybe it takes that route, then maybe there'll be a place for Laura. But if not, and then it's in the same place, but Shoma's probably like, I don't have beef with you, but also I don't want to be your friend. And she's not homies with Tiana. I just don't know if there's a place for Laura on this cast because she's a bit too sulky and whiny and stuff like that in general. What more when people aren't really fucking with her or even trying? Because let's also not forget, season one, they kept actually saying that they want to keep making an effort to get to know one another, to talk to one another, to turn this from castmates to potentially a friendship circle. And by the time of season two, there isn't the same amount of pressure. I'm a housewife now. <laughs> I may not be friends with you, 
we now also understand that to some extent we're just castmates we're going to show up to the same events because we have to be neutral and obviously film but there isn't going to be i don't feel the same vim or the same like incentive to build friendships or try like oh let me try probably not like i said initially people really don't like each other for the most part so that's why for me personally i'm just like laura because even everything else that happened towards the end of dubai even in this room i'm just like unfortunately babes you seem like a liar you seem a bit flip-floppy your confessionals don't match your scenes um there's a lot of flip-flop there's a lot of i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck in your confessionals the president's like oh guys love me i mean why are we beefing i just i don't want drama here you're crying i mean you're sleepy you're falling asleep on the boat you need the to- like there's too much going on um so yeah me personally i think where laura is concerned i don't think she came off that well because of the flip-flopping um and i just don't think there's a place for her as a housewife as a friend i'm pretty sure it'll still be fine because even throughout the season there were times where she didn't even want to participate in the group activities and it was constantly like okay laura so why are you here it seems like now because you have a contract they're like hey you better come to work or i'll say fine and she was like ah fine um yeah so we don't need that energy moving forward you might as well be a friend and then you can come in and out as you please I get that. I get that. And that definitely makes sense for Laura. Um, she just doesn't seem like up for the challenge. And I I think, I don't know if she watched it, but if she did watch it, I don't see how she could be happy with how she came off. But maybe not. As in a season two, she'll want to vindicate herself and show that she wasn't mad or, you know, it was Caroline, whatever. Maybe I could see that playing out as well. But I think had, had if it was me, if I was her, I would bow down. I would bow while I'm, I can't even say while I'm up because she's not up, <laughs> but just bow and say, so I look worse. Yeah, and just say, you know what? I thought my experience would be like this and it wasn't, and that's cool. Um, I wish the ladies well. Perfect. <laughs> um, Tiana? Hey, 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 Toy, Tiana. What did she say? Prince, what what of fashion? Bow down, die. Um, the king of all queens. Something, something, something. Fashion mogul. Fashion mogul. Bow down. I and that's not. But at the end of the day, she probably came off the worst, and I've never seen such a. a I don't want to say a fall from grace, but like a fall from grace, because I look back on my episode one notes. And I was really like, oh, she seems like she's such a vibe. She seems like she's a little bit more alive. She's really true to herself. She's not going to just do this whole, you know, she's like, ah. And you know what? Oh, baby. No. And do you know today? Go ahead and clock out for me, baby. Clock out and never come back. (laughs) Like, she left, unfortunately, such a poor taste in my mouth. Um, Like I said earlier, it's clear that she's been in people's ears. Um, behind the scenes and off camera the things obviously that Laura revealed that Tiana had told her that's also to do with the first initial trip that Laura did not go to um pardon me and it seemed like some of the things were maybe potentially dramatized and made to look away so that it was like you know Laura could also feel away about some people I think if some of the things that Tiana had said to Laura were not said 
the Laura and Chioma situation probably would have gone slightly differently, not as much, but a little bit differently. Same apply, actually Laura and Carolina, it would have gone very differently because by the time Laura went to meet up with Yabo, she would not have been as charged up. There wouldn't be Yabo going back to Carolina and saying, hey, can I actually say she was slapping? There wouldn't have been all of that without Chioma also now getting involved, wanting to back the beast. Like everything would have taken a completely different trajectory. Um, so that for me is number one. Number two, something is off when it comes to her interaction with Shoma. And I mentioned this during the show. I really genuinely feel like she has a very mad inferiority complex. It started initially at the beginning of the season, and it seemed like small, small Josh, like, ah, this one talking, this actually doing what the You know, we all like kiki with it. <laughs> Fine. Then there was talks of how, um, obviously, she also mentioned that Iyabo and Carolina and all these people seem to be fangirling just because of Chioma's English and because she's from London. Now, two things can be right at the same time because some of us were also getting the vibe that mm, it was giving a little fan girl, but it is what it is. But I don't know if she was making those points based off of that or based off of this seeming inferiority complex. Um, I think the one thing for me that I can only rationalize and say that um, Tiana was used to or is used to being fashion mogul um, and one thing surprisingly <laughs> no shade but surprisingly that all these girls think about Chioma is a Chioma can dress Chioma can um, the one thing I was saying surprisingly um, that everyone kept saying is how ah, Chioma can dress, Chioma can dress Chioma can dress, I don't know if that's what triggered her in the, in the sense that she felt like oh, these people are just saying this question from London, do you get what I mean because I can't put my finger on why she was so triggered and so rattled and felt so strongly about how and why she's bothered. Like if Prince. like I get where she was coming from. If you are doing your thing and I'm doing mine, why focus she's... on the focus? Uh-uh. <laughs> focus on your focus. And it's been like that throughout the whole season because then they went to the slip and paint or the paint thing with um. Who did they go with again? Was it Mariam? Yeah, I think it was Mariam. And again, at, at that at that um, painting thing, it was this whole, oh, Chuma just wants to be late to make an entrance. That's what you did at Laura's fashion show. Hilly, hilly, hilly. It's like, for some reason, you are Panini Press. And unfortunately, whether she realizes it or not, we can actually all see that it seems to be a very evident and clear inferiority complex. Um, and I really hate that for her. I hate that for anyone. It's not cute. You look all all sorts of crazy. Why are we, why are you riled up by Chioma? Like all sorts of crazy. Chioma is the, the new shiny toy. Like if you are as someone who says you are the king of all queens, you should also see that there are other queens doing. Like then you are not a queen. Like I personally believe that anyone who calls himself a queen or a king or whatever is not that. Um, you know, it's bestowed upon you. I feel like yeah, you don't call yourself that. Yeah, you don't open with it, and I just think. The way she's bothered by Chioma is really not giving Queen Queen anything. Nothing. Like, that Chioma's doing her thing. You're in your lane. That's fine, baby. That's it. That's fine, baby. And that's literally what Chioma had mentioned at the painting, which was at the end of the day. I'm not here to steal anyone's shine. I'm not here. No, I'm gonna shine regardless. That doesn't mean nobody else here can shine. Everybody can shine. And I'm not I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it. For me, how can I have to, how can I powder my face? Because I have oily skin. I don't want to look shiny. They're telling me, are you that ugly? 
oh now even when they asked her she couldn't explain why she said that and it's like sweetie it's giving big hater energy i hate it had to be you but it's giving loads of her <laughs> she she in my opinion did not come across good um and i think by the time they had that exchange the way she was so heated and with that whole why did you show and that's the thing i can understand that she's trying to say i didn't show you my designs i showed you ideas at the fashion show but i still understand why Shoma saying but why did you feel like that was the time like this is not the time to talk about what you can do when it's at laura's fashion show especially because it's in the same line of work this is not the time and she tried to spin it as well what else was i supposed to talk to you about then it's not by force if you have nothing to talk to me about talk about the weather talk about nothing even it's not by force because from what production showed us there were many eclipses where um choma was engaging with carolina anyway her bestie at the time so it's actually not by force but the way she got riled up and wanted to slap her and did this whole i'm not tired i'm not tired and she had to go and cool off for a good two hours like you're doing a lot you seem guilty 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 <laughs> you seem like you did that shit. like it's it's not giving i'm afraid um it's not giving and then when you take the the situation over to her and carolina and their situation again it's odd i hated 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 the fact that she now was spilling the tea about her abuse and stuff and it's like if you share that part about your life on the show that's your choice that's your own whatever don't spill it about caroline and then be laughing and kiki keying and then be saying yeah when they're busy beating you beating you <laughs> when they're busy beating you why would you laugh about something like that? Even when you told the girls the situation when you're at Madam's house, you clearly expressed how hurtful, how traumatic it was. So why is that now when you're at odds with another woman, you think it's okay to do that? That for me, at that point, I was like, yeah, you're done. Wrap this up. <laughs> Get her out of here. Security, jail, <laughs> jail. So um, I think those are my main thoughts at um, Twain. Yeah, it, ju it just wasn't given for me. Yeah, I don't think... You know what she gave me by the end of this first season? She gave me Nini, but she gave me Nini by like season six, season seven, season eight. By the point where it's like, okay, I get why you're doing this because you, you're running this shit. Whereas Toyin kind of demanded to be treated like a queen or that, you know, people bow down and recognize them. It's like, but what have you done to deserve people to do that? I'm not seeing it personally. I don't know if anyone else can. Um, Obviously, there will be people who knew these people before they were on Housewives. I am personally not one of them. Um, I don't know. It's just, she's just not left a good taste in my mouth. And it's crazy because when I think of where she started, she started like up here and she's ending it. She's clicking down. She's like, Ooh, and just crashed. And she's just not fun to watch anymore. She just has big, big big hater energy she is bothered by people who shouldn't be bothering her she is just got all this mouth all this <laughs> what is wrong with you like there's actually uh, something wrong with that lady no, she unfortunately she's not well hate, hate her. It's <laughs> Um, but who do you want to, okay, let's go to Carolina. That's, I think that's, oh, Carolina, Choma, let's do Choma again. Yeah, Choma, okay, Choma, let's do Choma first. Choma, 
it's just so unfortunate. And I think it goes back to the main point that I made that ultimately, by the end of the season, I honestly wasn't Joma's biggest fan. Um, yeah, I just felt like, okay, if you go back to the last two episodes with the whole blowout or whatever, I think I kind of was leaning more towards Chioma than Caroline, only because I feel like, I think we spoke about this, the whole concept of we decided we won't speak to Laura. And then when you see that people are keeping it civil with her, after everyone had a conversation at the dinner table that, you know what, we don't want drama, let's all have fun. And they were there for seven days and you got vexed that they actually did end up speaking to Laura. Then she was vexed about the bracelet. And she said in on the show, on the, at the reunion, sorry, that she really didn't take too kind to Iabo's um, comment about the man thing when she was like, ah, which one? Because she felt like it put, it put out this whole image. Damn. It put out this whole image about how um, she now seems like she's just sleeping around, blah, 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 which fine, I get, I understand. However, this is another situation where I don't think the reaction matched what, what, what happened. And I think it then took me back to the whole text thing when I'm like, Laura knew what she was doing, but the reaction didn't match what Laura was given. And by this point, when this happened, I was now just feeling like, I can't lie, first time it could have been like, okay, second time, unfortunately, Carolina, you look like you're the problem. Now, my thing is with your mom, why I didn't take too kindly to them, like as much as in the Dubai situation, Carolina moved mad. All along throughout the season, when it was all these other situations, you were fine with the madness. It's the day that the madness came to you that now was, ah. And I think obviously, again, the stupid people came with the whole, there was a fight off camera that we didn't see in Dubai. And the next day, that's obviously what triggered everything else. And obviously, Chioma was saying that I saw how she was speaking to Yabo, who was obviously we were cool with, and she was basically one of us. And if you can do that to her, you can do that to me. Jiggy Jiggy, Kalina then did it to her. And I'm like, when she was doing this to someone you didn't like, which was Laura, when she did it to other people, it was okay. That for me is when I was like, mm, I'm not too sure. And unfortunately, she now was in a situation where Iabo ended up throwing her to the ground while she was trying to fight Carolina, according to the cast. Again, we, don't, we didn't see this, but fine. If everyone on the cast is not disputing it, even during filming, during the episode, everyone was saying how, hey, Chiomagana, they threw you across the thing like a little ragdoll. So clearly this happened. <laughs> um, and I think it's just, just as a people, like as people, you shouldn't wait for you to be, for somebody to now show you dust, for you to now agree that, oh, the person is mad. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying if you have a bestie and we all know that that's your bestie's op, that you're gonna be like, no friend, treat, treat them with grace, treat them with kindness. But it's kind of like, at some point you have to gauge that this is how the person is. Chioma even said in a confessional throughout the show, well, obviously confessionals are filmed after, but like she said that she sees the, the fact that she has to keep siding with these people when Carolina's upset with them. That should have been her first warning sign that as a grown adult, there comes a point where I can't just be backing every single beef of yours. I may not go and kiki with that person over there, but I'm not, not gonna be like, <clears throat> I'm airing them, I'm not speaking to them, fuck them. Yeah, we ride at dawn, come on. Especially in a setting where it's your first season, everyone's trying to get to know each other. We're still, 
this is a cost trip. It's not even like common dinner, we're gonna go to lunch with them. It's a cost trip and you want everyone to, to ignore Laura. No one is 10. Um, so I think that's why by the end of the season, I wasn't feeling trauma. But I think in the grand scheme of things, I'm still at the point where I actually cannot tell who is lying. I cannot tell if everyone on this cast, obviously Laura's had an issue with Carolina, so has Tiana. Mariam also wouldn't have had a good taste in her mouth because of what um, Carolina would have supposedly said about her. Um, but even, even then, you can, still, you can still judge her off of how she initially responded to Mariam. Like the weird, the weird energy she gave her when she was trying to hug her and then she just gave, gave and, and stuck out her hand. Exactly. So I'm like, there's that as well. So I, I now can't tell if, if everyone on this cast, maybe Bar, and even Iabo had the issue in Dubai. If everyone has an issue with Carolina, even if she's not lying, what are the odds you guys are going to come and say, yeah, to be honest, we were the ones who were wrong, or no, to be honest, she's not lying. I can't trust that. At the same time, Carolina has acted a damn fool one too many times that I'm like, Miss Mamas, I can't even sit here and say, are, are they lying on your name? Because not too much. You've been acting crazy. Then the nigga told me, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> me? <laughs> what is that fuck me for? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> What do you say fuck me for? <laughs> no, literally, like I and, and it's confusing. It's confusing. Um, what was interesting to me, and I don't know if you saw this as well, how obviously at the end, Uti asked them if they feel like they can be friends again, and Chioma was like, ah, come up. Even as you guys saw when some of the clips were playing, I was smiling at some points because I actually did genuinely start to okay. actually actually sorry. Um, but the time obviously when the clips were playing i actually was smiling because i was remembering all I, all the memories i actually just got to love this girl we're friends cool however carolina was adamantly like nope <laughs> done nope so i'm like i can't tell if she's saying no to double down on her madness so that she's not embarrassed because she knows that then she'll have to come and apologize and say that i lied or chioma if you're the one who's still willing to be friends maybe you that because I can't imagine somebody lying on you that much or lying about things to the extent that you must think Carolina's lying about and you still want to be Carolina's friend. In that situation, if I saw that interaction alone, I would be like, I'm more likely to believe Carolina because if someone's relying on my name, what, what the fuck I want to be your friend for? Why? Mm. No amount of like, of, of ah, when the whole country is calling you, you backstab. Listen, they had Twitter spaces about Shoma backstabbing Carolina before we saw what happened. They had well, YouTube I mean, videos, podcasts, Twitter spaces, TikToks. You've lied. To, it's not even just like within the lines or the scopes of Nigeria. The whole world, anyone who has access to a phone and internet saw, <laughs> saw you and heard you say, I backstabbed you, I dissed you, I'm so horrible, I everything. Or maybe she was doing damage control. Like that's a thing as well. You know what I mean? Doing damage control. Karina was doing damage control because Karina is the one who opened with "We aren't friends anymore." No, I I, I hear you. That's what I'm saying. I, but that's why I'm saying I can't I can't picture it because I mean I can't decide because once you see the the end of the season, you can see that it seems like Karina did damage control. But when she's saying no to the friendship, that's why I said, "Is it that you're doubling down so you don't look mad?" 
But still, if I were in Chioma's case, my main point is, if somebody has lied on my name this much to the point of podcast, TikTok spaces and YouTube videos, why would I just see a reel of us being friends and be like, oh, but I miss you? Especially when I've been your friends for less than a year. Well, not, like, it's, it, do you get it? It's not like you were in high school or preschool together and you we went through this patch and I'm like, yo, but friend, like we have 20 some years, you know, that we have in the bag. People, you know, do some fucked up shit. Like, but at the end of the day, you're not a horrible person. I can't tell what's going to happen with them. You let me know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but I will say um, Chioma, it's been an up and down journey. Like there've been times I liked her, times I don't. I think there's a redemption arc of sorts in my head playing of Chioma's. Um, I'm liking her a bit more um, as time has gone on. Um, I don't know if it's sustainable. I think there is a degree of calculatedness behind Carolina, don't get me wrong. Carolina does use certain things as tea things that i think shouldn't be seen as tea like um tiana getting abused like um she uses them as tea or she sees them as tea which i think is just wrong fundamentally in a person if you look at the certain things like that and go oh yeah i'm gonna drop this file and then you can't say shit to me after that um so i think it's like the comparing chioma and carolina is a bit like the lesser of two evils um so i think I mean, I'm not going to say I'm riding with one, but if you gun to my head, Chioma. Chioma, I agree. I, I would agree with that. Because even when I wrote my rest, I was like, Carita, that's why they said save your drama for your baby mama, because mm, there's a lot going on. Not a good woman, I fear. <laughs> I fear. Yeah. <laughs> ah, but we can go on to the next. Okay, um, on that note, um, we might as well just skip on over to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Sutton and them. <laughs> I'm all crazy. You know, we haven't done Beverly Hills in so long. I, I don't see a point in rehab. Like the last two episodes, they were the good ones. Um, so we might as well just skip to them. Um, I'm just going to jump to the thing that piss, has pissed me off the most. Um, two things pissed me off. Has pissed me off in the last few episodes. Um, actually, a few more. I'm lying. A few more. I've lost just count. Tell us, baby. Tell us. Let me get off my chest. <laughs> so number one, obviously, the elephant in the room. Erica and what she did slash said to um Garcelle's sons now I can give Erica the benefit like you and I spoke about this I can give Erica the benefit of that when it comes to the older one because the older one shut it down he's like I'm not interested and I feel like as an adult you know what we could say he doesn't necessarily need his mom to fight that battle for him I feel like he could kind of just he could see where the situation was where it was going he could see drunk woman you know he could be like respectfully shut it down and not need his mom to intervene or ever even honestly hear about it like if she never heard about it or 20 years from now like oh you know erica hit on me what that could yeah. be that could be the way it was but as i said in my messages with you where my problem lies is where you are going to a 14 year old now to even drive my point home erica thought he was 16 to show you that in her head in her white karen head 
you know, she'd age this boy up, you know, obviously still 16, it's still illegal, whatever was going on in her head or whatever. It's still inappropriate. 16, 14, 12, 18, still inappropriate. He is still at an age where he A, does not deserve being spoken to like that. B, his mom is very much within her rights in holding her to task because are you crazy? Are you actually crazy? Like who, do, who the hell, who the hell do you think you are speaking to that way? Looking rocks. Like crack rocks. Because it's not me that you will speak to their children that way. And the thing that just bewilders, I don't even know how to use that word, bewilders, bewildens, that word. <laughs> that um Dorit and Dorit, you know I love me some Doritos. Dorit and Kyle want to kind of justify this and say, oh, it's a one-off, but it's a one-off. Um, Erica's opening up, um, doesn't happen all the time. She was drunk, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's fine. I'm hearing you. I'm happy for you guys that the girl has opened up to you guys, but not on my kid. Because I don't think they've been in situations where anybody on the show that is has come for their kids or gone after their kids in that way so for them to kind of try to police Garcelle's reactions very 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 wrong and it sets a dangerous precedent um because it was highly inappropriate like even even if she just said that and it wasn't about how they looked and whatever just stop what 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 are you doing talking to talking to someone's kids like that like they all have kids they all who they would all kill for so to then want Garcelle to reel it in and no, you have to understand. Like, I get why Garcelle had to go, I am not talking to you right now, Kyle. And just stay out of it. Don't come back. Like, don't even just, don't even just keep your opinion till the end. Don't. This has nothing to do with you. You are not there. This, it's not your kid. Just shut up. Even Dorit who was there. Dorit who was there. Crystal was there. They never said anything. Why, why do you feel the need to open your mouth? Uh-uh. Don't piss me off, man. Um, yeah, yeah, that is number one. Number two. Damn. I know I tweeted earlier that there's no one who dislikes uh, Lisa Rena more than me. I was clearly wrong because clearly there's a few people who dislike her just as much as me. <laughs> Responded and said Diana for me. And she comes a very close second. They almost was almost a tie, but I have a history with Lisa Rena. This history between me and her. <laughs> You're way back. We go back, Mama. So it's not just about this moment. This has been a moment years in the making. So, but Diana, I don't like you. Even to come back to Kyle again that situation where they were discussing um, Sutton's miscarriage, just everybody handled that terribly. Everybody involved handled that terribly because Kyle's like, oh, but you've never said, why would I say it? Why would I just volunteer it in a conversation? Kind of Kyle made it seem like it's, it's congratulatory news for me to be like, oh my gosh, did you know? <sighs> like, and it's like, you need to also remember it's not lost on me that these people are co-workers, they're not friends. These are, obviously, yes, some people can become friends of this, but at its core, you are co-workers. And so there are gonna be things about me you will not know, and it will come to a surprise. Honestly, even me, my friends, there's still things you learn about your friends. Like literally, Sadie and I were discussing her middle name the other day, and it's there's still some things that you just go, really? 
like with a friend you've known for like a very long time so all the yeah. surprise oh but you've never said why would she say like why would she just and what to you of all people what conversation is judging by your reaction clearly she was right not to tell you because now oh um what did she what did her ass say man she pissed like I can't even get into how annoyed I was that whole scene like obviously I had to power through because I had a mission at the end of the day to <laughs> but if I could pause and just you know when you just want to pause and close your thing and just man, shut, shut, man. go the fuck out liar <laughs> um three Lisa Rinna milking her mother's death for sympathy like I don't know if you've gone through the hashtag Lisa is like oh um Lois like just if it was up to her episode 10 Lois 11 oh the, the, the title of the, of the episode like you know what I hear it like grief is not grief is not a linear thing I'm not downplaying grief she, I'm sure she's feeling but for her to want the show to focus on it is a bit mad to me because this is work at the end of the day like these are they've got advertised i'm so sorry to even put it like this but this is how i had sympathy for drea when she's like cancer is boring quote unquote about you you and i have the same mind because i legit wrote in my notes anybody and i wrote this about rena and i wrote this about dorit anybody maybe unless you unless you're packing that up anybody trying to see it i am so so sorry that it happened to you i almost said oh congratulations that it happened but I'm so sorry that it happened. <laughs> but baby, after some time, we have to move on. Like there are people arguing over some other shit that we have to focus on. I literally wrote my notes. I hate to sound like Drea in you know circa basketball wives LA season four, R.E. Brandy. But Rena, Dorit. We have to pack this up, like, especially Dorit for me personally. Rena, I can think I can almost give her the grace a little bit because realistically, it's been since Mexico, like just before Mexico. So that's actually three episodes. Dorit, this has been Dorit's story since episode one. Episode one. Today, even when she went to Kyle's house for, for Hanukkah, yeah, PK's back in London, you know, I just don't feel my... The whole season, Dorit! Like, go... But, there's nothing, even a flash, not, the flashback gave, the flashback they gave of um this was between Sutton and Diana, right? And they said when the was the episode where Diana called um Sutton clumsy with her words. That's now six weeks ago, which means in the scope of filming, that means the invasion happened even prior to those six weeks. So it's anything between six or let me just say seven to ten weeks ago. It's still Doris' storyline now. Kyle, I mean, Rina as well is on her way to making Lois everything. It was about her daughter modeling about this is the work of Lois. Huh? What? Ah? <laughs> uh, and I'm uh, so sorry to say this, but Lisa has this thing of trying to make her daughters seem like the Hadid sisters. Girl, they are not both like that. They're not that busy. Honestly, the only reason way I to becoming it. one of the, I personally literally saw the daughter because of the hashtag because of Rena. I had never seen her before. Ever. No, but I get one of them is dating what's his name? AL. From that other season of Love Island. You don't remember AL? The one from here. The, yeah. the hair. Yeah. What they've even broken up. They've even like it's, it's <laughs> they've even broken up. How the hell did that 
happened? Oh, was she modeling like in London or something? And then, yeah. Anyway, Charlie, I yeah, I, I'm with you on that. But keep going with your list of things that pissed you off. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> what else do I need to? Diana is a soulless person. I'm genuinely obvious. But she is. She does not. There's no soul in there. Like you see how her, walking. How her assistants always go to prep a hotel room. I hope they're going to prep her suite in hell because it's waiting for her. She does not have a soul. Like it's waiting. I, even those that have stunned someone the whole time, her and um Sutton were having the whole confrontation, like both confrontations, to be honest. I was just like, yeah, Sutton, like honestly, she Sutton could have called her, called her ball-headed scallywag, and I still would have been on her side because. What the hell is wrong with that woman? Hell. What the hell is wrong with that woman? Hell is what and she's then, And then, like, she's, I don't know. She's, I feel like she's trying to do a boss babe, but it's just falling so flat. It's just not giving. And I saw um, on the hashtag a few weeks ago, people talking about how um, they suspect that when Donald's knew she was coming on the show, like, she tried to watch, even with that whole, you're looking for a villain? Like, Everything was so rehearsed. And do you know what it is to try and rehearse that and it's still not landing? Like, it you're still land. a loser. <laughs> you're still a loser. Um, especially because the energy is not making sense. Like, one minute you're talking about, you want me to be the villain? And then to Eric and Tarina, you're crying about it. Or you just want to seem like, I just, I just don't want to see. I hope Rina and Erica are watching this season and they actually realize that she's actually taking them for idiots. Like it's one thing for you guys to back to back her because she's rich. Cool. You look like a fool. <laughs> you look stupid. El stupido with a capital E L because stupid. <laughs> literally, she's making you guys look so crazy. So crazy. So personally, I do not for the life of me, I do not like that lady. She needs to be booted off the show. I hope she may she never return. She needs to be beaten up. And you know what it is? It's very few times that the non-black and the black side of Bravo Twitter come together to hate, to have a common enemy. Not a single person like that lady. Like, guys, she does not have stands. That lady <laughs> does not have stands. And you know, Mia had stands. Because you know, the, the usual villain usually has a couple. Don't know about like I have like, let's be honest, I've not changed to the point that all of a sudden I've started hating villains, please. I'm still the same person. I will still like a villain. But even now, some of these villains, I'm just like, no. I'm like, you got too far. Too Immediately, no. Like, I even have it in my notes. JFC, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with this lady? She's just so done. She's done. You only say you're done out here. She's actually yeah, done. Like, done out here. Like, done out. She is almost sociopathic like and then I, like, I would think that because um not not last episode like not the most recent one mm. not the one before that she was going on and on and on about how fake Sutton is and how this and how she's not genuine and how she's not this oh she's a vegan eating vegan how do you sit there and admit to Kyle admit to Rena and admit to Erica that you have been fake with Sutton following her apology and you've been pretending to such that you accepted apology. You cry when they rolled the clip in this last episode because they didn't show you during Girls' House party how they hugged it out and she was crying, as in Diane was crying, 
and she hanged it out in Sutton's arms. Only for you afterwards to now be going around talking about how you're going to take it to hell and how this and the third. She's crazy. She says, she's but you want to go around calling people fake. She's going to hell, I can tell you that. Hell. Um, hell. I do think, I don't like to come after my queen Garcelle. This is the only thing, her only flaw, not even a flaw, but this line of questioning of alcoholism, alcoholism yeah. not too loudly. Not too loudly. Because yeah. I, I didn't like it when it happened to Monique when it was were concerned. And, I, and I, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. What a concern. If someone in the real house is talking about concern, pack it up. They're wrong. Pack it up. But what I will say is I did also write that in my notes that, you know, not too much. It's a very fine line when it comes to, you know, alcoholism or like substance addiction allegations. Um, it's a fine line. You want to be very, very careful with what you say. Um, and I also wrote down the Ashley and Monique um, example because Ashley came, like you said, came with the whole concern, concern, concern thing. And she actually wasn't, con- like it was not concerned. However. And what's I- crazy about that Ashley Monique situation is she was basically saying she lost the baby because she was drinking. She's drinking, which is like, you, you've taken it to hell. Like, that's hell, a, is, that's a hell crazy is even the penthouse of where you've taken hell is the penthouse of where you've taken it to you've taken it like below the hell and i think um what i was gonna say is i think just because it's garcelle i can my not too much is like okay garcelle not too much but i'm not gonna be like okay you're wrong for that whereas with ashley i was like nah you're wrong for that specifically because i don't see garcelle saying she's concerned about erica I think she's saying this problem, this behavior is going to be a problem. We need to sort it out and nip it at the bud now. Do you not think that this is going to be a problem? She's, I don't think she's, in my opinion, I don't think she's masking it as, oh, she's actually concerned about Erica. Like, are you okay? She's saying, get it together. <laughs> and that's why I can kind of be like, okay, I might hear it because she's not masking it as fake concern. But um, yeah, and also because it's Garcelle, because I've, from what I've seen, I have not seen or known her to be vicious or malicious. I think it's, if genuinely Erica had not shown signs of, you're acting a little bit crazy, like if Erica didn't behave the way she behaved on the boat, and if Erica did not come for herself sons and cross the line, and I don't even think it's one of those, oh, you came for my sons, you did this. I think if she had said that about anybody else's kids, I do still think Garcelle would have had the same opinions that, mama, so what you're saying is actually out of order. What you're saying is out of line. And each time we keep saying, oh, it's about balancing my meds and the alcohol, my meds and alcohol. That's why I cannot for the life of me, going back to what you said, understand how Kyle, and obviously she explained that she has a bad history, you know, with throwing around the um, alcoholism allegations around. However, fine, she's let her guard down, a lot's happened. And sure enough, the preview of the next episode, she's gonna act the fool again. So it's like, Garcelle's clearly not, not wrong. She's not wrong in what she's saying because this keeps happening. This this might I actually be I get what you mean because obviously I wrote, wrote these thoughts down and then I saw the preview. But I will say maybe, I don't know, like I get where Kyle, and I don't like to say this, but I get where Kyle was coming from that, you know, you have to watch what you say when it comes to alcoholism. Maybe you can say, yeah. maybe you can, there's another way to put it. Maybe don't use that word, just say, 
she could be having a problem. She but she didn't say she's showing signs of alcoholism. She said, "Do you not think it could lead to?" Yeah, but I'm different I'm, from when I'm, Ashley I'm, is like, "You're an alcoholic." I'm 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 the person who I allegations don't say what you wanna say, but when it comes to like a label or something, I think stay far away because that's how you get into murky territory, and then somebody gets their feelings hurt. That's where we draw the line. I think you draw because that. Someone says it could lead to, and they didn't say you're, you're still using the word. So, but that's that's what I'm saying. So, is the line basically just don't say the word? Yeah, yeah. Don't say. Maybe say mixing isn't a good idea. Like something. These remix. She could remix what she's saying. I just I think it's very easy for it to because Anisu, you her God's gonna be up. There's no way she's gonna Erica. The no, 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 I'm, I'm not denying that gonna respond positive. I don't, I'm not even pushing. got beef. To, today they've got beef, Garcelle and Erica. So clearly she didn't respond well to the, whatever, I was going to say the suggestion, the intimation. No one's going to respond. I hear it. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying that anyone is going to take that and be like, oh, haha, yeah. But there comes a point where we actually do have to call a spade a spade. I think it would be a very different situation if she said, you have a drinking problem right now. Or she's showing signs of oh I think Erica's drinking is out of hand. She said, "Are we?" The, it's seeming like this is going to be a problem. Okay, she's letting her guard down. Obviously, she hasn't found the balance between her meds and her drink. Do you not think this could lead to? Because each time she does inevitably say, "I'll have one drink," and it turns to three, four, five, and she'll be like, "Yeah, guys, just one and I'm done." So I get what she's saying. Like, obviously, it's very. It's tricky, like you said, it's murky waters, but I do think it's a bit unfair to have to euphemize everything because you know that Erica's God is gonna be up. I think it would be a completely different conversation if you said, personally, I think Erica has a drinking problem. Like I said, unlike the Ashley and Monique situation, where Ashley was saying, Miss Mama needs to watch a drink, she got a drinking problem. <laughs> That's completely different. Or even was it Candace or someone who did it with Karen as well, after the whole trip with the fireball and Karen, spilling tea obviously while she was drunk and it's apparently you got a bit of a drinking problem same thing again if you're obviously putting it out there as a statement that you have a drinking problem or using the alcoholism word you are an alcoholic or you're showing signs of alcoholism obviously if it's a straightforward statement then you've crossed the line but saying do you not think it could lead to because i'm and i think this is what i'm saying especially you saw, guys, we saw Mexico. And I can only imagine what it was like to be on that boat. Miss Mama's passed out a whole, the whole day, woke up and said, what? Nah, they just make me tired. Do you know how many times I almost fell? And then you almost fall into the water. I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I am not listening to what the baby's saying. The baby's talking cock. Like, she's smoking cock if she thinks I'm going to listen to that. Um, new mix, blah, 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 blah. Clearly... Clearly, there was something in the water. Okay, there was something a little stronger than water in her bottle. I I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think just obviously I'm gonna be going back with some of the points you made. Uh-huh. I is just pissed me off. I feel like she wasn't there at Garcelle's party, so all of this and she's just a beg to Diane at the end of the day. You know the episode. I don't know if it was the one before this last one. There was an episode where she wasn't there. It wasn't, it wasn't the last one. It was the one before. The one was Garcelle's birthday. 
because I remember on the TL, like Bravo Twitter was basically saying how this episode actually showed how Rin is actually no longer needed because that was fine. It was a beautiful episode. Perfect. And then the fact that the next episode back, which literally is so short lived that she's here riding for Dan. It's like, but you actually weren't there. So even the fact that she went to such and like, you called her soulless and called her cold. Yeah. You don't know what she said. You don't know what she said to Sutton in that exchange for you to sit there in awe or gobsmacked at the fact that Sutton called her soulless. And I hope she one day watches that episode or she watched it when it aired a few weeks ago and realized how crazy again, Diane is like, you guys look like Popeyes because this is the woman that you guys are trying to ride for and defend. Kyle, at the end of the day, is not a good woman. So she's going to defend the, the, the evil or the horrible that is Diane. And I just think all, all of this behavior from Kyle um Rina even Erica trying to like have that little pep talk at Diane's house while she's trying to also get her hand-me-downs you guys are giving big like you're actually there to collect hand-me-downs of course you're gonna back her madness and you're sitting there telling me about how oh I don't forget I forget but you know what I've just accepted what it is you're lying because last week you were saying you were saying something completely different to the whole group and to Sutton as well so can you also make up your mind have you forgiven do you actually want to move on? Because you're saying something different to Sutton. And it's so crazy how these people try to make Sutton seem like she's so fake, she's so this, she's so that. Look at the way you people are acting. Like Sutton is actually just telling you what she feels like. Like she's crazy. They actually act like Sutton is this crazy bag lady. They're going to hell. Below the hell. They're going to hell. Um, lastly, I think <laughs> I wrote on my notes how Diana was trying to fight with Sutton about what's passing this. I'm like, I don't even mean to be that person. You're fighting with somebody who speaks English about what, what something needs to be passive aggressive. How? I how? just don't understand where her head starts and begins because how are you beefing? Like, she's nuts. You cannot tell me the baby's not nuts. No, like, that's the, the thing is, it's the fact that she doubles down on her madness because even in this most recent episode, she said to Sutton when they went to lunch, they're just some things that you don't need to be sarcastic about. She literally was sarcastic when Sutton shared that she'd had two miscarriages. And she said, oh, oh. And yes, I should grab you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're giving me the blue eyes. Now the blue eyes. Oh, for, for God's sake. For God's sake, woman. Act like a human. She acts like the devil has taken a hold of her body. Her body. No, she's 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 horrible. Like she's actually really horrible. Um, but yeah, that's what I feel for now. I'm kind of interested in seeing this Cherie, Cherie dynamic. I like I'm her. I'm just trying to see like if she can be a friend. I like her. On the show. I, I like her. her. I didn't like the fact that she was saying me too, bitch, to the whole three something about Oliver. I was like, Garcelle's your friend. Don't say that. Like I know I Oliver's grown. No, no. If Saji came one day and was saying to yourself, hmm, I don't have a thing, you would literally be like, cease. Cease, because at the end of the day, for me anyway, when I see my friends, I see them like my siblings. There's just no way they should look at. They should be looking at my children, and you're saying that. Okay, wait. Is it the same? If you had a brother, if you had a brother, and one of your friends is first now for your brother, is that? I think. Oh, you can handle. But I think with brothers, brothers and siblings, I think it's a little bit different, in the sense that. I know that this person has a life outside of me. But when it comes to children, there's just simply well, this no is a way. 30 something year old man. I don't give a rat's ass. 
Yo, can you imagine the wild, how your mom would feel if one of her friends was speaking about your brother? Your mom would vomit and she probably not want to be that lady's friend again. Even you, hella hella, if you knew one of your mom's friends is there busy eyeing up your brother, be like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, I don't think, I think, I don't know. I don't think it's, 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 there's no, there's nothing that can come of it. I, I hope, kind of, you never know. People. Come of it or not, guys, because it's the thought. It's, it's the thought, it's the thought, it's the, th- it's the fact that that thought crosses your mind. Because if, God forbid, if Oliver had said yes, you're going to follow through with it. So you're telling me you want to have sexual relations with my son and my, con- my consolation should be by he's 30 something. So, ah, what can I do? Ah, God forbid. Sorry. I said, what a, what a life. Jesus, what a life. But yeah, I hope she sticks around because I like her dynamic. I definitely think they'll try and make her a friend because there seems she to is, be a sign. She, she is a friend. She has oh, a, for this one, she's officially a friend? She has a picture. Oh, then perfect. She's not like Monera. Monera doesn't have a picture, but Cherie has a picture. Oh, okay, cool. I thought she was like Monera. No, no, no. She's She has a picture. Like, in the same theme as them. I'm not sure if Kathy has one, but I definitely know. I've seen the picture. Cherie has one. All right, then bet I like her. Keep her around because that's what I was gonna say. I just hope they keep her around because I like that the, um Garcelle has one of her friends, a bit of an ally. She also doesn't seem like she's just gonna be a yes man in the same breath. Yeah, she's taking time to analyze for herself, make her own opinions. I it's not I can see Garcelle's not the type of person to expect her to just be a yes woman anyway. I mean, we'll so, see. I, let's let's hope I, let's hope there's a situation where so where we can kind of say, you know what, you're your own woman. Yeah, your own person is true. But, that's um, but lastly, I'll just say that um, I really did like the scene um, Dorit, um, when Dorit went over to Kyle's for the Hanukkah thing. Mauricio um, and his family. She said Mauricio. <laughs> um, I do love when Bravo shows you something that if not for this, I wouldn't have ever seen. Um, I don't have, I don't think I have any Jewish friends. Um it's not something I would come across in my day to day. So it's beautiful to see, you know, other faiths and what people are doing on their thingies. Obviously, I think anything that's not the quote unquote norm, I love personally, um, not Christian, not just everything, anything that I wouldn't otherwise. I think it's not of your reality. Yeah. So I do think it was really beautiful to see. Um, I'm not going to make jokes about that rumor that you and I have been laughing at in the TM. <laughs> Makes sense though, but yeah, we, we won't put that out to the universe. I'm not putting it out there. <laughs> if, just search Dorit Mauricio. If you want to find out what we're talking about, search Dorit Mauricio. Find it. You will find <laughs> it and you will laugh. Yeah, that's, that, that's those are my last thoughts about Beverly Hills. <laughs> it's the video where she says Mauricio. And then the caption when it's like, oh, I know they be talking. <laughs> I said, oh, now why y'all say that? Like, guys, that is her friends, man. Like, why would she do that to her oh, friends? Dude. Um, but we'll switch gears now over to the Real Housewives of Dubai. Yeah. Let me know what you're thinking, boo. Where's your head at? <sighs> so many thoughts, so many really? thoughts. Oh, yeah. I think it was only like one episode, right? Or like two or something, because there was a break in between or something. Yeah, yeah, there was a break. There was a break. 
Um. <laughs> I just remembered Rich called um, Stanbury a old influencer. <laughs> and you know what's funny about Rich? I've been thinking when I watched that scene over, I'm like, usually you have that thing where it's like um rich is like oh i'm british too so i should get along with stanbury i thought there would be that thing he's like man don't don't pay that don't pay her any mind don't mind don't mind her. don't mind her. don't mind her. forget her <laughs> forget her like <laughs> rubbish rubbish <laughs> that's act, like that's actually how he feels about um caroline like he, he does not see her he does not rate her whatsoever. Um, yeah, so when Rich did, <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes, Rich calling Stanley a 50-year-old influencer is killing me. No wonder he's amongst Leo's favorite husband. Because <laughs> it was just so funny to me. But um, I think ultimately when all is said and done, I just think Caroline is a mad lady. Um, it still shocks me to this day. Like we spoke about this a couple of times now that she had stands. Because it's, it's just not giving it's really not giving um and it never gave it never gave so i'm like what were you people watching like obviously i didn't watch whatever the hell that show ladies are random that but like in my head i'm like mm, i don't know she must have done that. some like you know when you watch um flavor of love this this clips there's got to be something i ain't seen shit like it's just you guys stand her blindly damn thing. i ain't seen a damn thing she can't confront anybody Every time the beef is brought to her doorstep, she disengages. This unless the other ladies that were on that show were that bad that she seemed like that's the only explanation. It must have been weak, 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 terrible, like in the gutter. Um, but yeah, this whole thing with Stanbury and Sergio is just so odd to me. Like it's actually proper odd to me. I don't know why. I don't know why she's there even when she um, kind of blew up when they were at a young's dinner, but I never wanted to get married and all these things. And I'm just like, again, this kind of goes back to like, are you under duress? Because we spoke about the baby thing and it's like, okay, so the baby thing, you don't want a baby. Even in this episode or whatever, she was speaking about how she doesn't want a baby, but Sergio wants a baby. And she told Sergio that if they have a baby, she's going to give birth to this baby and it's his, that's his child. And that's actually very toxic and very dangerous. Um, unfortunately, she's already expressed that she doesn't have a good relationship with her parents, stemming from the fact that she had to go to boarding school at six. Um, and obviously all the trauma and stuff like that. Can we just talk about how crazy that is? Six. That is crazy. You're it's so crazy. And I'm like, I don't know how, dude, I don't know how the rich in this country are, but um, yeah, it's mad. But I just feel like clearly it still has such an impact on her till this day. Um, and I just don't think, if you don't want a child as a person, do not have kids because those kids will have to experience the worst trauma ever in many different ways, in more than one way. Like, it's just not going to be healthy. Even for their relationship, it's not going to be a good situation to have kids and say, Sergio, well, those are your kids. I'm not taking care of it. Between you and the nanny, sort each other out. That is insane because you are the, the mother of those children. And if you actually don't want them, don't have them. And I really do feel like the fact that they're at this stage, I don't know why they got married. I, I truly cannot tell you why they got married. She did not want to be married, as she said at the dinner. She does not want these kids, which means there's a clear clash of 
you know, what they want out of the situation. Um, even when they were joking around at the villa when Caroline's parents have come to visit and he's complaining about how sexually he's deprived. Um, and obviously there's going to be a difference in like, you know, sex drive and all that stuff because you are with an older woman. But like, there's just so many different signs. That's just like, they actually don't need to be together. I can't for the life together. of It's why. fine if they want to do updating, do a relationship. That's fine. That doesn't have anything to do with me. But to now come and get married, but that's why I'm saying that they have the reason why I'm saying they have no business being together because there comes a point in a relationship where if you want different things out of the situation, you just have no business staying in that situation. If one person wants to get married, the other one doesn't. The person that gets married, like in this case, Caroline actually runs the risk of resenting surgery because I did something I didn't want to do in the first place. That's why when it comes to the engagement night or the rehearsal dinner and the wedding night, they're fighting about whether she'll sit with her parents. She doesn't even fuck with her parents. She doesn't want to sit with them. But obviously in his head, he has the, the most amazing relationship with his family. Like you, in, in his head, the rehearsal dinner and on the wedding night, everybody's there. You are there with your parents. Now I'm here with my parents. We all sit together, one big happy family now. They want different things. It's just one of those things where it's like, they're going to end up presenting each other or unfortunately it's going to end up in divorce and like um what did you say ayan said uno dos uno dos <laughs> you actually said it like uh dos. Uno, dos. <laughs> I give it two, years. <laughs> two years and it's unfortunate it's not something obviously that you want to laugh about or you know to to, to make fun of but like unfortunately it actually does seem that way like it doesn't because there's conflicting interests so I don't know. Is it Before we jump to the yeah. to their marriage, the thing of having kids, kids should be had by people who want them. That is point blank period. That is where I stand on kids. If you want any opinion of mine, it should it's my opinions on kids start there. You should have if you want them, you should be able to have them. But if you don't want them, leave, don't even involve yourself in anything that could force you to one day do something you don't want to do. Like having it, like, I just don't, like Caroline is in the prime of her life, honestly. Her kids are at an age where she could leave them on her their own, they'll be fine. And now you want a newborn, I, it's not looking good for them, I fear. Not and, at all. As well. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's just how I feel about it. I don't know also why she brings surgery everywhere. Like surgery gives me hand by grabs. Like there's a time where I'm like, does surgery work? Like, why is he always everywhere? Oh, why is he always, why is he always free? Why not is he that kind of a handbag, but I mean, oh like, no, I was, I was like, no, it's a Zim thing. Like when they call you handbag, it's like you go everywhere with someone. Like even as friends, if I'm always with my friends, like, oh, that's a handbag. Oh, because I'm like, why are you always free? Like when Caroline why? Comes, why? There's so many things, and it's like there. we're not even going to like a party for any of the husband. It's like I'm not one of those people who's like men and women should be separate. But to some extent, they should be girls. Like, what, what time? Let's draw the line. What time is it girls' time? What time can she He went with them to skiing. He blew, blew my back out. When, is, when does she tell people that, hey, so just been blowing my back out? Like, when did she have time to, you know? You know even, even if you don't have those conversations, just for, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation, right, where your girlfriend just always brings their man. Like, please, it's not even that I want you to, to give me the just about your relationship but just for it to be like this is girl time or this is just your friend's time i want, Why? To, be I want to be free like i, want to be I can't free even before. spill my own tea because your husband here 
even if you're not th- that person not friends with my husband it should then it should just be the thing i want to talk to my friend you are not my friend like i don't even want to be your friend like that i think it would be inappropriate i just want like sometimes you just need a little girl time you know what i'm saying girl i use the term girl loosely but girl time yeah like, like just friend time like friend proper time where you just lay down talk shit drink you know and then you go home to your man i go home to mine we good but for her to now want every single goddamn he's, time you know he's everywhere skiing with phaedra he was there brooks's pool party he was there this place he's there why jobless <laughs> jobless because rich where's rich i think mike i think working. husband is his name is mike working where is um nina's husband nina's husband working go go fix a door somewhere go but that's the thing like go build a house all these rumors stories and allegations about him piggybacking off of stanbury's influencer money and stuff because it's like you just never working you don't work you don't do anything even they were saying he was a model or something it's not like he's even going on castings or anything so what's happening i i don't know man it's not giving um but yeah i just think for the dynamics of stanbury in general i'm not enjoying her even when phaedra was there she said um she didn't want to wear the thing like everyone else fine you've been skiing fine you have clothes does that change anything no you don't want to ski so why are you there so you just came to meet phaedra just just stay at home just stay at home please 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 stay at home (laughs) and then um i just feel like moving on to i want to move on to sarah a few weeks ago i was mentioning how you know it's nice that we have sarah because she's from the uae um obviously i know nina's arabic as well but sarah's the only one who's actually from the uae um and you know it's nice for the cultural aspect you know we're seeing all these different aspects but the more i watch i'm just like it's weird like in this last episode the whole thing she tried to do with ayan was like it's not too late to become like me and it's not too this to become like me Bitch, who the hell are you i literally wrote in my notes who, are, who do you think you are vice jesus christ like, like and i'm like how dare you write kind on ayan's hand as i reminded you you're friends with caroline stanbury how about you go tell stanbury about being kind you want to talk to me about your nails what about the nails on the cross what about the nails on the cross huh i don't understand and i don't even understand where it's coming from because when has Ayan not been kind? Like, I don't understand like where any of this is coming from. That example is, is not like, even, it's not even the worst one. The whole interaction with Brooks. I don't even like Brooks like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Brooks stan. About, 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 about I'm not child. a Brooks affiliate. I do not have a membership to anything pertaining to that lady. But for her to come at Brooks that way, cra- you've got to be smoking premium grade crack. Like... hold on be careful let me land careful be very careful i think it's an unfortunate situation because i can't particularly say that the opinions she shared i don't have of brooks however i do think that with certain things it's just not your place to say but my fine print on that is i personally feel 
that conversation never should have happened in the sense that I don't know why Brooks was asking Sarah, who she has not long known, she has not known long enough what her opinions are on her wanting to send her own son to boarding school. That's not the kind of conversation I would have with someone I've not known for years. I'm not even asking that person's opinion. That's, this is as good as meeting a colleague. Weeks after meeting your colleague, you're asking your colleague, I'm thinking about taking my 11-year-old son to boarding school. What do you think? Why the hell would you do that? And I think the unfortunate situation is I personally feel like I don't think Brooks realized that she handed this woman the gun, locked the load and handed it to her and gave it to her to Dula. Because one, you had no business asking Sarah that. Sarah even gave you the benefit of the, not even the benefit of the doubt. She gave you an opportunity to change your mind. Sarah said, I have something to say, but I don't want you to feel like I'm crossing the line or stepping into her. She said, no, go ahead, say it. There is something. <laughs> Leo. What did we say earlier on today? When we said, if we ever, whenever someone says, someone knows my heart, or whenever someone starts off with no offense, but, or no there shame, but. There's something that I gotta say. That I gotta tell, yeah. And that's why I'm like, unfortunately, I hate it had to be her, but she literally gave her the gun, locked and loaded, and said, fire, shoot. Because there's just no honest, Let's be honest. There's I'm, something I'm not, that... I'm not taking away from the fact that... There's something Sarah, that once you say it, the girl, if the girl kills you, ah. No, obviously. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not taking away from the fact that she actually spoke crazy. And I just feel like as far as parenting goes, it's such a delicate subject. It's one of those, there's no one size fits all. I think with Sarah, it would have been perfectly fine if you just said, you know what? I think just be careful that your child doesn't feel a way about it because obviously Brooks had expressed that she hasn't even told her son that she has his plans for him. So just be careful about how your child might take it. Obviously it's a young and tender age. That's it. She didn't need to tell her, I think you need to be more affectionate. I think you need to be more there. Granted, like I said, the opinions she was stating, I can't particularly say I don't agree because it's not the first time we've seen Brooks's interaction with her son. Now again, we're only getting a small snippet. We don't know what it's like when cameras are not rolling. We don't know what it's like 25-8 in her household. But remember the first episode when we saw, um, I think it might've actually been episode one, when we saw um, her housekeeper and her son, and it was just kind of like, oh, go off and the housekeeper will sort you out kind of thing. And then even now it's the housekeeper that's tucking him into bed and stuff like that. It's like he ate, you finish your food, okay, oh yeah, go. Okay, she'll tuck you into bed, good night. Those are genuinely signs where it's like, mm. now, in my opinion, and I actually spoke about this one of my friends who watches your hustles in Dubai. If this is a situation where a parent works, let's say long shifts, and they actually are physically unable to be in the house, and it's one of those like, when I get, whether I like, I would have wanted to or not, I'm physically unable to because I'm working, I'm up and busy. A lot of people, that was a lot of our reality as kids. Um, especially if you don't necessarily come from money. A lot of people's parents had to work long hours. A lot of people's parents had to leave the housekeeper and whatever. Why are you looking like that? Don't be rude. Am I lying? Am I lying? Oh, I'm listening to don't you. Don't gaslight me because you're, you're pulling, no, you're pulling faces. So now you're gaslighting me. <laughs> no, I am just. You're pulling faces. Okay. Okay, I'm Laura. Um, <laughs> no, I'm hearing your argument about 
getting tucked in by the housekeeper. I'm just, I just think you saw how, I mean, obviously Sarah wouldn't have known. This is with hindsight. You saw how Caroline reacted to her friend coming at her mother, quote unquote, like if that's what we're going to call it. That is not someone you can engage with on that topic. And obviously by the time Sarah realized that I can't engage with this person on this topic, it was too late. The, the babe had already turned up. She'd already switched. But I just think, I don't know, there's some friends who you wouldn't do that with. Clearly Caroline's got her own issues if she doesn't even let her childhood friends ask her questions or yeah. comment or say anything. But do you see why I'm then like, I hate to break it to you in this situation, Caroline's kind of the problem. Because don't ask if you don't want to hear about it. She, lit- she literally started the conversation. What do you guys think? Why? Especially if you know that, because I, I don't know- think, mm, I disagree to an extent because the question was about boarding school. And this babe tells you you should be closer to your son. But I do you see where I'm coming? Do you see where I'm coming from? She didn't answer the question. Okay, but no, she but she did though. I think she specified about the fact that sending your kids to boarding school at such a young age, and she spoke about the aspect of affection. It's gonna be wait, hold on. Eleven when it happens. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's turning eleven, but that's still a young age. It's I went to boarding school, school, school at thirteen, and I thought I was I was fine. Like I okay. look looking looking back, do you feel like you were? Like, do you feel like Caroline? I, I was ready because I was 13. My older sister, unfortunately, had to go to boarding school between eight and nine. Luckily, she was a weekly boarder, so she always used to go to my grandma's house every Friday. But my parents did that because they were literally moving countries, so they didn't have a choice. They And when they moved at the time, it wasn't moving with a job. It's I'm, I have my savings. I'm moving countries. I'm going to look for a I'm job. Harry, I'm then, done. I'm done. I'm done. Harry, I'm done. It's not so about. <laughs> I can't. I can't even bring you with me because I don't actually know if within the next thirty days am I gonna find a job. Yeah. So I can't bring you with me. They didn't I can't. Have I can't take you into that situation. Exactly. And then by the time she's presented with the choice to then, okay, do you want to come now? She said no. Oh. But she said, looking back on it, she was saying no because she was now familiar with her surroundings. And in your head, you're like nine, ten. You're like, oh, but my friends, but my this, but my that. I'm fine. But looking back on it now, even from my siblings. She had, it took a lot longer and she was now in her late 20s, early 30s. Man, she's 33 now. So it's only in the maybe last three years that she feels like between she and my parents, they actually understand each other. For so long, there used to be like tension and friction just on the basis of these people actually don't know each other well enough because you didn't grow up around each other. Yeah, you come home for school holidays, but half but you the don't, time- You don't know, you don't yeah, know. people. I would literally have to be like putting her on game like okay you have to read the body language like this you have to this you have to that they're, her, not, okay. they're not they don't mean they don't mean yeah. yeah but even with her there was a point where she did kind of question like damn but did I have to go so early or anyway I understand the situation was a situation but what could I do now think about the fact that if she felt that way knowing that there wasn't much of a choice and it was a circumstantial thing imagine if it was the case where Stanbury's like my parents had money they were rich. It was just, oh, yeah, pack your load and go. You literally feel like they don't, they don't care. That's why she's now maybe 30-something, 40-something. And she doesn't even want to sit with her parents both nights at the wedding because like, what am I going to say to them? What? There's no relationship. There was a snippet shown. I'm guessing it was Ladies of London. 
where her mom and her were sat there in silence. And that's even like, you've been married, you have kids, your kids are grown, your one child is no longer a teenager or whatever their ages are. Maybe she was a teenager actually now, but still, you are, you, do you get what I'm saying? So I think even when Sarah answered the question, it was coming from that. But you know me, a good old two things can be right at the same time. Sarah, unfortunately, is judgy as shit. So <laughs> it's a difficult one to rule out whether was she just being one of those judgy, I think I know everything and I think I know best type situations, or was it generally one of those who ask me a question, I give you my honest thoughts because I feel like, and you've seen how Sarah interacts with her kids. She really does want to be around them all the time. She wants to be very present. She wants to be very active. You've seen her do the little play dates with Nina as well. So you can see that she feels like that's probably, in her opinion, that's what's healthier for younger children. 100%. My opinion, but I think, I think because of the interaction with Chanel, that's why my takeaway is... Yeah. And that's the thing, because, because we are on the outside. But hear me out. Brooks doesn't know about that interaction. so She's going to find out about it, and it's going to validate her feelings. It's going to validate her feelings. However, I just feel like Brooks is not self-aware to the extent where she knows that this is a trigger, and this is not something I'm willing to hear about. Because, like you said, even her friend, the conversation continued. What are your thoughts? Sarah gave her thoughts. The thoughts, unfortunately, linked to being more present and being more there for the child. That's a trigger. Next thing is everything I do in this. And correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like what I was picking up from Brooks, because she's mentioned a couple of times how she grew up in a very militant house. And obviously, she's happy with the way she came out because that's how her mom raised her. And judging by her cousin and whatever, I do think she's African-American. And in typical and most Black households, kids are raised in a certain way so to be seen and not heard and not heard um and like you said you have to be poised you have to be proper you have to have manners you have to be this yes ma'am no ma'am we've heard how we know of how african american children and people are often raised so if she grew up in a militant home if you question her parenting it probably will be a trigger to the point where it's like well i was raised like this so are you trying to tell me that i didn't turn out fine because she's mentioned it before I'm happy with the way I turned out. Oh, but he's just a kid. You, you can't get, you know, and the kid unfortunately even expressed for himself, unfortunately at the table before he went away. Yeah, she is a little bit crazy because she, he did one small thing. Don't pick up the chicken with, the, nah, 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 with your hand. Do you get it? It's like, bro, unfortunately, I think it will naturally be a trigger for whatever reason. Maybe eventually we'll find out more. But I just think next time, just don't ask people if you're not, if you're not, willing to hear anything. It's the same thing that always happens on Twitter when people always say, whatever you tweet, you know the context in which you meant it. Your followers who know you know your humor, know the context in which you meant it. You might have been tweeting even in line with the trend. If someone 10 TLs down, decides to take it a certain way and run with it, and then a bunch of people jump onto their bandwagon, you can't sit here and say, well, my followers know me, whatever. Once it's out there and you have a public account, anyone can take whatever you say however the hell they want to say it. So if you now come and ask someone a question, be sure that even if the answer you hear is offensive or is something you are not prepared to hear, just know it can come your way. Because in this case, whether it was her childhood friend or whether it was Sarah, she wasn't fucking with it. Mm. True. Um, did anything else? Hold on, let me just go through my notes.
can I just say, I don't like Stanbury and Sergio and Sarah and whatever, turning it into a, a borderline little low-key white mess at Ayan and Taj's birthday. Because you know, if Ayan had done this at someone else's dinner, it would have been a situation. Remember Nina being all this, ugh, they did this at my dinner, the crystal didn't even help. No, it's someone else's birthday. And not just Ayan, his son, who's there, 16 years old. And you guys turned it into a little fracas. Why? What? Was this the time of the people for this? Ask, ask again. Ask again. Nah. nah. It's just a bit jarring. They are, um, they, they are annoying. That side of the table is annoying. I, I do like Nina. You know me. I love, I love, I love me some Nina. And it shocks me. Let me not say it shocks me, but like, I feel like as time goes on, even at the pool, like it's unfortunate that obviously she was treated by the fact that unfortunately her dad's unwell. But I don't think Ayan was wrong in pointing out the fact that she didn't really say anything to, to back Ayan. Are, for me, they, but she seemed more Caroline's friend. I mean, Stanbury's friend than Ayan. Which I agree with. But then when Ayan is saying something, she's gaslighting and saying, no, I was fair. And it's like, you're not. It's doing the same thing Dolores did that time when it was like, oh, you're more Marge's friend. No, I'm not. You are. You are. And it's okay. It's fine. But don't sit here and gaslight Ayan into making her feel like she's crazy because Time and time again, it kind of looks like Nina is definitely far up Stanley's ass. Um, from when the fight or the back and forth happened at the dinner she tried to host, to when she and Sambri and co and their kids went on a little staycation. And then now this, it just doesn't seem like she can one hold Stanbury accountable for anything. She just kind of lets things slide. And then in terms of Ayan, she's like, well, you're a grown woman. I'm obviously not gonna, which is true and fine, but like at the very least, just don't make people feel like they're crazy for observing what they've observed. True. Also true. Um, I I don't think it came from a mean place. I think genuinely her reaction is just. I think she just wasn't in the place to hear it as well because obviously she's in a very high pressure environment. She a doesn't want to leave her kids, but also she doesn't want her dad to die without. If he, I'm not saying he yeah. does, but you know, oh, wishing him dead. Touch wood, but she doesn't want that to be her situation where she has to choose: Do I prioritize my kids or do I prioritize my father? um who, who i'm getting the sense that she's an only child but like it's quite sad so um i think she's in a high pressure environment maybe she wasn't in the space to really have a petty argument with someone like that and i like remember think of when nini was taking care of greg like anything could trigger her she yeah. damn near beat up po pregnant portia and candy marlo who was in the closet candy i feel it was candy 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 yeah yeah, so I do get that, but um, I just hope she's able to engage on the issue better and not, you know, resort to tears. But honestly, like you said, there's not much to say about Dubai. Yes, so I actually wanted to say, um, how funny is it that Brooks had all those things to say about Ayan's dressing and she was at a pool party in a long teal sequined dress. Let her open her mouth again. You've been holding that one, haven't you? Now, guys, you know when she came out, I was like, sequence. I know that ain't who I think that is. I know that ain't who I think it is. That's why when Lisa said the one that looks like a mermaid, because <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Please don't. Um, but let's charge ahead. 
onto the Real Housewives Basse Atlanta. Yes, yes, yes. That means that means the Real Housewives of Atlanta, if that's not obvious. <laughs> that wasn't clear. Um just some notes on the last episode that we didn't do before I do this week's episode. Um Fatuma so did. Like <laughs> it's so did. But like, there's something messy I like about like there's something messy I like about her. I feel like she's just as bad as the assistant. We all sat and said the assistant wants to be on TV so bad. So does Fatuma. You can see you can see this was an addition of sorts. Like she she wants to make sure that she left her mark and she might be brought later on at the re- Cause I even seen Nexus preview, I think Drew threw the bone to Fatuma. It's not Sheree. Drew what? The bone when Drew throws the bone. Yes, the yes, yes. It's not to Sheree's. But you know what? If so, I love that they hit who it was about because yeah. you've been watching the season thinking when, uh, but now I think it's Fatum. It's Fatum, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's just giving too much thirst. Like I wish, you see what she did in the first the first time she exposed the thing at um Brooklyn's tea party. That was fine. Like it was a little bit more seamless. Whereas now, like you walked into the charade event thing, and then Jerusalem comes up and you're just like, so first, I was you're like, first that- first, I'm the realist. And then you're like, I've got her number right here. No one's even settled in. And you came will, They haven't even taken off their pajamas. Nothing. And I'm like, sweetie, mm-mm, come it's giving, I, I don't know why people this season have me agreeing with Drew. But again, I'm like, it's giving up. Obs- like, they're obsessed with Drew. Obsessed. It's all, they, she's all, I don't know. And the funny thing is, it's not like Drew is the moment. Drew is really not the moment. She's not, guys. Like, Drew is not the girl that is like, oh, if you come but up. for some reason, she got these hoes pressed. Press, like, press, 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 press. Fatum and Sanya, they will not let it go. They won't let it go. They won't let it go. And I'm like, ill. It's, it's very ill. It's so ill. Um, even mentioning Sanya. Again, like I was saying earlier, Sonia acts like she's not on TV. This whole, um, y'all act like y'all busy. Now, that may be an opinion that many people have about Ralph and Drew. We've all questioned the millions of assistants. <laughs> We've all wondered, what do they do? Which is not a problem. But at least when they then clunk or say that she said it, don't act like you didn't say it. And that's my issue with Sonia. Whenever she's with any of these women, is Drew this, Drew that, Drew that, Mina this, this, that, 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 Mina this, that, that, Mina call her love friend, whatever the hell she wants to say. Didn't you see the preview where she was busy talking about, I think it's about Drew, could be wrong, but um, I don't understand why she has all this, all this vim to everybody but Drew. To Drew's face, you can't say anything. And then Drew simply asked a question. You got defensive because you got caught in 4K. Next week, I don't have time to do this with Drew. I don't have time to, ah, uh-uh. I'm sorry, but I think, Drew is never not Drew. Sanya is never beating the loser clout chaser allegations. Never. She actually cannot because the way she's just the way she's after Drew and she's just she's clearly seeking a moment. It's embarrassing. It's like she's one of the most desperate peach holders we've had in a second. Like and Sanya, I don't believe, I don't believe Sanya is a person who would have to beg. Like she never Sanya, had a reason to. She's she's got an interesting life. Obviously, yeah, she has to have a storyline. She has to beef someone. But you can see it's very 
Like, why beef the person who brought you in? Go beef Kenya or someone. Like, leave that girl alone. And the craziest thing is to everyone, it's not even balanced. It's like you're trying to beef Drew. To everybody else, you're being a beg. Like, there's actually no balance. You're doing a bad guy. Look at the people you're doing a bad guy for. (laughs) (laughs) It's not making sense. Um, And I've noticed she's back to doing loose lips. Like, she, she did that time with episode one with the La, La kind of event where she was going back and forth between what Kenya said and going to Mario she's back to doing rookie mistake and I unfortunately it's not gonna end very well for her I fear for her that's the funny thing it's for her not for anyone else for her um so yeah that just touches on that last oh actually drunk Kenya was a vibe I actually wrote in my notes that I wish that drunk Kenya I mean drunk Erica behaved like this because I feel like drunk Kenya, she was drunk, but like she was able to at least keep the good vibes. Do you get it? Because I actually felt like I saw a growth in Kenya I didn't even know she had. When Marlo actually chassed her, sorry, threw the drink at her intentionally and Kenya actually was just like, I'm not doing this. She giggled away and she walked away. And she was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not letting you ruin my night. I've been having a kiki with my friends. I've been having a good time. I'm not doing this with you, Marlo. I'm not doing this. Um, I hear what you're saying, but when when Kenya used to chase after Portia for a storyline, I didn't like it then. So Kenya's gonna have to hold it. Kenya's gonna have to hold it that when she does it, it's fine. But when Marlo does it to her, like I'm like. I, you can clearly see Marlo's chasing after the babe for a storyline. But when Portia used to, when Ken used to do it to Portia all the time, Portia would just enter her room and breathe. I just don't. And Kenya would lose her shit. And now that Marlo's doing the same to her, sorry, my sympathy's capped. It's not even capped. I don't have sympathy for her. No, but I don't think she needs sympathy. She's, she's actually holding her own, whether we like it or not, unfortunately. It sucks. But she is <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately, she is. She's even in this past episode. She read Marlo. Marlo was silenced. Was she so, silenced? Or was she? <laughs> she was silenced. So I'm like, and that's why I'm like, it's wild that Kenya is coming across good. I even wrote in my notes that I feel like this is why they made Kenya like the main face of the franchise. Like when there's when all these things happening with like you know the different franchises and with hey you and stuff they keep sending kenya and i remember them giving us ah like who would have made the decision but then really and truly are they gonna send a candy no because sorry candy's not bored. i mean it's boring she's not exciting enough it wasn't gonna be marlo it wasn't gonna be sheree it wasn't gonna be drew she's kind of she's kind of gearing up to be what nini once was for atlanta because unfortunately with the case nini is not coming back um, um. I do hope, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. Um, it's a good. I quite like it. It makes sense to put her as that girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think, you know, Marla's back on her BS. She's chasing for a story. Um, it was quite cute to see Candy and Kenya and do the little mama thing. Um, yeah. That, that was pretty cute. <laughs> but yeah, I just think mostly Marlo just had no business um, doing the whole leaving her kids with Crystal, her little sister. Um, I think it's a fine line because I understand, obviously, the fact that 
it's let me not say she had no business doing that let me retract that i understand obviously it's very difficult because she's literally never been a parent and one day she had to assume this role um and i imagine she probably took these kids and wanting to listen the load for crystal and think okay crystal already has four kids let me be the one to take the, the two boys um and i know it's difficult even like sheree spoke about the difficulty of it Drew spoke about the difficulty and obviously they're all empathizing the fact that the fact that she's even doing this by herself, like it's hard. You're going to need to rely on your village, your tribe and stuff like that. I do hope that she also does realize though that if she is going to take on this role for a lot longer, she can't be as in and out as she pleases in the sense that it's not, it's not a problem to ask your tribe for help, but like to be like, okay, 30 days, I need to myself. It's a bit excessive. Especially when you know that Crystal lives in a two-bedroom apartment with four kids. Now it's six. Why not invite? I, or I don't get why they couldn't come to her house. Like, just make the lady's life easy. You literally just, obviously, I think maybe she sent, I think there was talk about sending money or something. But yeah. 30 days is very long. And just shipping them off, it sends the wrong message. No, it's the wrong message. And it's like, like you said, now it's six people in a two-bedroom apartment. And you've made them like used to a certain lifestyle even for the kids i imagine that to some certain extent they might feel very disposable like krista even mentioned growing up in the foster care system the moment you get comfortable and have adjusted to the setting now you have to move somewhere else and adjust to somebody else's rules and that's it like it's it's long it's difficult it's not easy um so i really hope she shines her eye and actually realize that I actually can't be doing this whole in and out, in and out thing. Like you can't pick and choose when you want to become a monkey. I didn't like the fact that Candy went spilling her tea to Kenya. But that's what Candy knows. She went to spill the that's tea to Kenya. Food spill- and gossip. Ah! She, and the thing is, you would think that a few weeks prior, she didn't have the situation with Sheree, but Sheree was saying, you went to everybody else but me. If I'm your friend, why would you come and say something to me? About my, about my business. About my business. Fine. Oh, I'm waiting for you to tell them. Who's who's going to tell them? Why? Are you not my friend? And now she's done this where she's obviously now gone and spoke Marlo's tea to Kenya. And in the car, she's spoken to Manera and Drew. Who Manera's not even Marlo's friend. Drew and Marlo are cool, but not like that. Again, why are you spilling my tea? She just doesn't learn. It's, 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 it's classless and it's mad behavior. And I'd actually have to, I would hate to have a friend like Andy because nothing is safe with her. <laughs> Your secrets. Not you talking about classless. Not classless. Where to, you know, classless. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that at least they're safe with Crystal and they seem to be at least behaving. Um, and I'm also glad Crystal told Mara the truth that, listen, at the end of the day, you also need to be mindful about the things you say and the things you do. It's not, it's not wrong for you to feel like you need a break, but be mindful of what you say around them. Be mindful about what you're doing, even within wanting a break, because you easily could have asked Crystal and the, and the four boys to come live in your house while you maybe went away for 30 days. Oh, I just need to she go was, work. She was gone on the holiday for some of it anyway. Anyway. So, so what's she gone the she could have gone to a hotel or something. So many different things she could have done. But, um, yeah. And then, again, like I said, the whole thing about the fact that she continues to hit below the belt to Kenya. You keep going for the whole mark thing. You can't keep a man. Your mama don't want you this. Da, 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 da. Then you sit there and say to Sheree, I don't know how Kenya and I got here again. Like, how did we get here? You got um, to the crack. No, it, crack rock, crack rock. Like, she's sitting here saying, I don't know 
if we as two black women we keep getting to this place and she said she said us as two black sisters can't just get along what example are we setting marlo really you don't you don't see you don't see how it happens like at all fuck off fuck off if i if if i were kenya i heard that i would have told her fuck off no get away there's absolutely no way there's absolutely no way um i think i was 50 50 with kenya with the whole housing thing and brooklyn and this that and the third just say you were on the fence about living in the same house as marlo and obviously you weren't sure about you coming on the trip this that and the third However, I also think it's it's crazy for Marlo to want to sit here and basically be Kenyan ultimatum and say, well, if you don't want to sleep in the house, you can't come and chill with us. <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me. And you know, if Kenya had done the exact same thing to Marlo, this shit would not fly. Like, Marlo would give her hell and she would not stop talking about it for the rest of the season. So to be honest with you, I just don't know where Marlo is getting the audacity from. Truly, I, I, interesting. I don't know. I'm glad that no one else at the table agreed with her and Marlo saw that no one agreed with her. Um, I think it's a lot easier for her to do this, obviously, now that she has a peach. So she feels like maybe, well, I can put my foot down. It's my trip. This is, this is that and the third. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said to you earlier, I feel like Kenya is coming across really well. There seems to be some growth. I feel like, like everyone says, Kenya always shows great amounts of growth when there isn't anyone to challenge that growth. There's no Nini, there's no Kosha who seem to have her panties in a twist without them actually trying to do so. So she's fine. Um, however, even with the situation model, like I said, I actually would have expected Kenya to lose her shit, especially given how dropping with Drew went. I thought it would have gone back to that place at um, the charade event thing to cleanse herself of Tyrone. I thought it also could have gone left in this case at the, at the in Blue Ridge, but it didn't. Um, and she, I don't think she was trying to read Marlo, but it ended up coming across as a read that, Marlo, I don't want that kind of love because you cannot sit here and tell me, oh, you love me. Oh, we're sisters. You would love me to be there. And, there, uh, and then in the same breath, you want to come and accuse me of lying. You want to come and say all sorts of things behind my back. You want to come and tell me, or basically hit below the belt about all sorts of things. Then turn around and question why I don't want to be your friend. Like, no, if that's the kind of love you have, I don't want it because it's toxic. You are toxic. Um, that's the first time I agreed with that lady. <laughs> it's not common that you actually agree with Kenya. Like, it, for it, anyone. It really doesn't happen like that. For anyone. And I think even the fact that Marla had the audacity to say to Kenya that obviously the situation is what it is. She just hopes that they can treat each other with respect this time third. You have not actually been respecting Kenya, even in this season of, of new friendship. You literally went to hell as a drop it with Drew. And then you literally threw a drink at her a few days or a week prior when you were at Sheree's house. And now you want to talk about respect me and I'll respect you back. You don't even give her respect now. So I don't know where she's going with this. Like, it's a bit odd. Um, and it just kind of takes me back to earlier on in the season. And I was saying, oh, I'm actually kind of happy that Marlo got a pee. She seems to be lighthearted. The confessionals are funny. And now it's just like, like the tweet said, the one that you showed me. 
it's coming across like you are indeed a one-trick pony. Like, if you're not beefing with Kenya, what do you have to show us? Especially now that, as a Monty, you've basically given them away again. What else are you going to actually have to bring to the table? Yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, okay, lots to unpack. I don't have any rebuttals. Um, I'll just hit you with mine. If there's any common things, we'll tit for tat and then we'll see where we go. Um, I don't think it's that important for for Ralph to um adopt Josiah. I think I know it came up during the episode, but I think huh? I just said, Oh yeah, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, I think because it doesn't solve the fundamental problem. Ralph doesn't treat Josiah like his. So you can do that, but it's not going to change anything in Ralph. It's not Ralph. It's not going to make Ralph a better father to Josiah. Um, Drew points out that Ralph doesn't really fuck with Josiah. Well, whatever it is. But um, it's not going to change that until you address the fundamental issue, which honestly is that he's not his biological child. He's just not going to care for the child. So changing it legally, I think it even makes it worse because it's like, so why do it if you don't like me like that? Like, just leave, leave me alone. Leave me as I am, legally as I am. Obviously, if they are having trouble doing things legally for Josiah, the way things are, then that's another situation. But if things, if it doesn't fundamentally change anything, I don't see why you need to change what isn't broke um about Malu kicking the boys out I find that I found that another reason why I found it strange was because she's the same babe who um about her foundation last week the week before she said she doesn't like them to be hand-me-downs because she wants them to feel new blah 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 so how does the same person who said that then come again and say I kicked the boys out wouldn't that make the boys feel like you're doing them a favor this is not out of the goodness of your heart you don't love them like i'm not seeing how the same person can make both decisions it's marlo is very contradictory marlo is not someone who you marlo <laughs> marlo I, yeah marlo 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 um seems to hold this l and admit that that was wrong um fatum is messy um you've already covered that i do like i did enjoy lisa being there i really i really like oh yeah i forgot to speak about that yes i really like i don't know if it was fun enough for me to say her in a greater capacity housewife friend maybe try as a friend or you know just have her film and then it says enough material for to justify her being a friend then make her friend but don't have her film as in here's the contract you are friend like have a come a few times but i really enjoyed seeing her and even her getting all those girls together, I'm like, I oh, know that's right. Sometimes you better show these girls who is a housewife's royalty, especially Miss Sonia. is here, like, I don't really know what. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> You're gonna like it today. <laughs> um, I'm gonna beat this dead horse for the last time. Kenya and Marlo. Porsche is not out of the mix, so they don't have anyone to hate on together and to tear down. So that's why they're behaving the way they behave because the enemy of your enemy isn't really your friend. I'm, I have learned that in this life, in these few years that I've been on this earth. 
the enemy of your enemy is not your friend. They may look like your friend. They have the makings of a friend, but yeah. that is not your friend. And I think to Kenya, she just wanted to get rid of Portia and then never speak to Marlo again. But Marlo's like, oh, we, we were supposed to be friends, Kenya. Oh, girl, please grow up. Um, I did notice something bad mind about Drew. I don't even know how to describe this well, but there was a scene, um, the other ladies were coming in, Fatum and them, and obviously she doesn't like Fatum, like don't get me wrong, but there's just something bad mind I've noticed about Drew's energy. It's like, she tallies up, it's, I don't know, I don't even know if I should say this fully because it's still a forming opinion in my head, but it's like she tallies up and calculates a bit when she sees you and like sizes you up. But I guess Sanya does do a lot of the same in any case, but I do feel like, how do you say it? She, not undermine, Ling, 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 what's Ling answer in English? Um, like, undermine. like look down upon undermining. Yeah, undermining looks down. It's like yeah. there are people she looks down upon, which is crazy. Do you think she does that too? Like obviously Fatou must But maybe it's because she doesn't like Fatou. Maybe that's- I was gonna say that like, uh, is, is there anyone else apart from Fatim that you see? I'll keep watching. Team? It's a very new opinion. It was very uh, fresh. I noticed in the last minutes of this latest episode, I'm like, there's something bad mind, but I can't. In the last but, minute. But even then, before I noticed it, like how this, even like with Latoya um, last season, um, the pastor, um, even with when her mom told her there's an evil or this preacher, whoever it was, the guide, I don't know what the person was, was telling her that there's someone bad mind in her life. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something I don't Drew's know. issue is that she's a pick me and she's a pick me of like the Christian kind. So I think the you're worst, bad. The mind. worst kind, if we're being honest. The worst kind. And I feel like the, the, the vibe of bad mind that you're getting is that because if you remember last season, even with Latoya, it was more so, oh, she's moving in the spirit of a Jezebel. It wasn't the fact that this pastor, if he is in fact married or engaged to somebody else, he should be respecting that person. But the funny thing, she didn't lead with his marital status. No, but even if she led with it, because I remember no, but that would be a different issue, time. but the fact that she couldn't bring up if he's married or not is like, but if he's single, she's single, what's the issue? What's the issue? Because she was trying to say she knows this person and they are engaged and they are married. And even Kenya and Cynthia said, at the end of the day, that man is the one who needs to be speaking to things. You can't be there calling um, Latoya, uh, telling her she's, or saying she's moving the spirit of a Jezebel, or saying she probably, she was a temptress. She probably seduced him. Are you okay? Are you actually, like, are you actually okay? And then obviously the whole guide thing told her mom that there's thing in her life. Even goes back to a few weeks ago when she was saying to Sonia, she's got to please her man. You have to make him happy. Like th these are, the makings of this pygmyism of the Christian kindness that she has, even just the very fact that she was so much more upset with Fatou initially, I understand how she feels now that, okay, it's not giving up sis. But the very first time when everyone is trying to express her that you need to be angry at your assistant who said this, not Fatou for mentioning this, because that's got nothing to do with with her at the end of the day she doesn't know anything she's repeating what the assistant has said but you just those are the, the little things that she, she just misses the mark she just doesn't get it <laughs> she doesn't and unfortunately i think because of her upbringing i, I don't think that aspect of her is going to change or it would take a while 
Um, because I Don't remember there was what Porsche was like. Porsche I was, was like that, about I to say there was a point we thought Porsche would never change, and then Porsche got saw, Let me find. Let me find the picture. There was a throwback of Porsche, and the first picture, like when she was back when she was skinny. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe that's the same girl. Child, I'm a daughter. They want you dead. <laughs> Men want you dead, guys. <laughs> they like, want you dead. I'll try finding it. Yeah, but oh yeah. Oh, P. Willie. This isn't even P. Willie. This is. I don't even know. This is. Portia Stewart. This is Portia Stewart. Yo, Portia Stewart for real. The boobs. The boobs. No butt. Well, she had a butt, but it was like she a... She had a butt for her frame still, but still, this is nothing compared to now. How about to... That lady became this chunka chunka. I know that's right. <laughs> Crazy. Mad thing. Mad thing. But yeah, maybe, maybe it will change. Maybe if God forbid, I, mean, I can't say God forbid because I really don't think Ralph is a good man. But if I'm touching wood because I don't imagine that's what she wants. If God, you know, she ended up getting a divorce from Ralph, maybe she would change. Because fundamentally, I just don't think Ralph is a good person. Even the way he supposedly or allegedly treats Josiah, everything he does in terms of gaslighting, he's just not a good person. So, yeah. But those are my thoughts this week on what we've missed out on, like, the past, I don't even know how long. Like three, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Um, yeah, same as well. I'm looking forward for what's to come. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, now with Lagos done with, we have a free slot. Um, but Issa's show is starting tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know if we have the time. And do you see how long this is? I mean, obviously, we had a lot to catch up on. That's what I was gonna say. Because we had a lot to catch up. Because you know, we Dubai have been, is, we've been, Dubai and is been really talking quick. for three hours. Yeah, and but Dubai is usually really quick. Huh? Dubai is usually really quick when you don't have many episodes to catch up on. Okay, Miss Girl. Think about the last few episodes we had. Okay, Miss Girl. Wrap, let's wrap it up then. All right. Well, um, I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We're glad to be back. Glad to be Bizak as usual. Talk to us using the hashtag that's R E A L I T Y C H K P O D. Our handles are the same on Instagram and Twitter. And just let us know your thoughts. Talk to us. It's been a long time, but we bike. I would love to say we are back, um, back, you know, like full time. I don't know if that's something I can promise. I think the last time mm-hmm. just, I promised, oh, we're back. <laughs> and then we scared. Bitch, you thought. Um, <laughs> we're going to, like, we hope we don't take an extended break. Extendo. <laughs> the way we have. Honestly, you see, after episode 30, it just... Just um, know that. It just know that. Um, but I think we're hip. I... Dare I say, I think we're here to stay for the most part. But um, I've been Leo. And I've been Nessie. And thank you for making it this final recording. Much love. Bye. Bye.